The following podcast may contain explicit language. It may also contain examples of or references to bodily functions. There's also a slim chance it may contain some tabletop RPG content. If you find any of these things offensive, you should stop listening now. If you decide to listen anyway, please don't bitch about the stuff I just warned you about. Thank you. And he's a laser-printed hero, a figure cast in lead. And if you miss a dice roll, he may just end up dead. Don't forget about his factory for family and foe. And if this is his last stand, well, that's just how the story goes. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. You're right. Joining us, yeah. Lurch. I, I, I heard, I heard Charles Nelson Riley in there. CNR, I heard. Was Lurch. it Claire? I'm, yeah, it was Claire. Wow. That was that, that's the one of the original intros. Wow, nice remix going on there. Really old school. That was awesome. Uh, big kudos. And hey, I'm shocked. Shocked. You hit the button. Everything worked. Bam. Wow. I, that's, Bam. That's like a record. Because that never happens. Here here in Happy Jacks, Stu says, no, no, I got everything set up. And then there's a 20-minute scramble while he unplugs and reboots everything after having... This is the first time. Not it's tonight. Not everything tonight. worked. Rock on. You, you rang. That was rad. Lurch you was rang. awesome. Dude. Thank you for joining us for that season guy. 16, episode mm. 7 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. <clears throat> My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. My name is Lurch. And I'm Tim. <laughs> or is it episode eight? Well, it says yeah. episode eight right here. It, it says, says 1608. Yeah, but the it's thing the says top. seven. I'll look it up. <laughs> well, I'll the correct it if I'm wrong. <laughs> I think it's seven. I don't know. Uh, we only do the things. We don't actually keep track of it. No. Let's get right to this. All right. Yes. On Big Tues- news. On Tuesday, there was an announcement made by Wizards of the Coast. Dun, dun, dun. They had, do you have Echo? Can you do yourself with an Echo? I don't have Echo. Oh. I could route Echo, but wizards, wizards, it would, I'd have wizards. to like, shut everything oh, off. Wizards of the coast. Oh, coast, oh, coast. The coast, coast, coast. All right, go ahead. We could just duplicate what Stu says like a second later. Yeah. No, it would take me like 10 minutes to do it. No, it yeah. would take me yeah. like 10 minutes to do it. And you yeah. did so well with everything. You'd hit in one button, everything worked. So let's just let's not ruin it. Go yeah. ahead. See, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, which is the coast finally... Has released the OGL because remember I even Finally. said I said like what three four months ago mm-hmm. I don't think there, there's no OGL for five is there well we were like Can will it or won't it will the, it the original it? announcement when they made it they mm-hmm. said that they would have some sort of open license for D and D five but it would probably not be the OGL well they were wrong it they is the were OGL. totally wrong they lied they actually have created a couple of things they lied. yes there's the 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 open gaming license mm-hmm. and the system resource document, which yep. is all of the stuff that you're allowed of theirs that you're allowed to use. No, mm-hmm. your own original content, notwithstanding, of course, mm-hmm. um, that has been released. I'll put the link in the show notes. I looked through it. It contains, from what I can tell, most of the Monster Manual Player's Handbook and DMG. So, let me just say, if you were, like me, whining about the fact that there was no PDF version of the stuff that you could get <laughs> legally, that now exists. Ah. So well, there's always been the basic rules. Yeah, but it doesn't have, like, monster stats. It has some. Not uh, all Enough. of them. Enough. In, 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 the, in the DM's 
basic Listen, stop rules protecting Watsy here. Look, we're we're trying to we're trying to like. But it wasn't the I'm whole not, thing. I'm not protecting. I'm just putting the facts out Clarifying. there. But Clarifying. But it wasn't. It wasn't the whole thing. No, it was not the whole thing. And as but, far as I can tell, it is the whole monster manual. I mean, I haven't gone monster by monster to check, but it is. Pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of monster stats. No artwork. It's all stripped down. Mm-hmm. It's all straight text. And it's probably... I like stripped down. Yeah. And <laughs> it's it's probably much easier on the memory of your tablet. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you wanted to have awesome. a PDF version of the game on your tablet that was legal mm-hmm. and not some guy's crap scan... That's not searchable. That's not searchable. You've got it now. Well, keep in mind, though, it is it is abbreviated a bit. Um, yes, I didn't get to is. the monsters, but I did go through most of the character creation stuff, and it's very much like the basic rules in that all of the ancillary stuff for each class and race, there's only one of. So, like, there's yes. yeah. a sample background. Uh, the, the, yeah, the that's Rogue the thing has, I noticed is backgrounds. There's not a lot of background stuff in there at all. There's one. <laughs> okay. Right. And, and, like, for instance, the Rogue, there's one roguish archetype. Right, the thief, and I was going to say the thief, but rogues aren't thieves. They, every rogue, everybody who plays a rogue says I'm not a thief. Yeah, so so it's like that. There's only you have an arc one of that stuff. I think they did that so that you would have a a model, like a for the format. Yeah, if if you're going to create your own backgrounds or class specializations, and, uh, and it looks it looks like all the spells are there because my god, the spells take up a huge portion of that of that yeah. document. It is insane, but it, it's kind of nice because now you've got. All that stuff in PDF form. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me, I like I like to use OneNote when I'm game prepping, and it's like, gee, I would love to be able to open the monster manual, select a bunch of text, and copy it the whole stat block into or, into OneNote. Or better yet, oh, here's our encounter. Click all of those. Uh, here's the room layout, the stuff that's right. in the room, the treasure, and all the monsters. Stat block up it comes. So there's that. Um, now, if you are interested in in producing. On uh, pr- producing your own content for fifth edition D anD D, there are two different ways you can do that. One is the OGL SRD, which is just like before. You could only use the stuff that Watsi's produced that's in that SRD. Anything else that's not in there, hands off. You can't. Yep. You can't use it. So, <laughs> like if you wanted to come up with your own uh, character classes or adventures. Uh, any all that kind of stuff, go for it, no problem. As long as uh, you're, you're using the monsters that are in there, and you're not using monsters from like one of their other published adventures or whatever, because there's no other DMG or no other monster manual to go to. Um, and then, uh, and and that you can go and put it on Drive Through RPG or print up books and sell them or do whatever whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. The other thing they came up with is called the Dungeon Masters Guild. Yep, and that is. A partnership between Watsi and One Bookshelf, mm-hmm. which does drive through RPG and RPG Now and all of those other other things. And what they've done there is they've opened up and said, if there's a fifth edition stuff that you want to to use in your game, you can go ahead and do it. Certain stuff, Forgotten Realms at this well, point, all fifth edition content. Yes, all fifth edition content. Anything that has to do with Forgotten Realms. Yes. So if you want to set something in Menzo Baranzan and you want you know to have Dritz show up in a Santa outfit, you're good. <laughs> you can do all that. Um, there, that stuff, however, 
You cannot publish anywhere except uh, the DMs Guild dot com, which right. is the one bookshelf slash Watsy store. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as they announced it, I went and looked, and there was already a shit ton of stuff on there. People either. <laughs> Uh, people who knew this was coming mm-hmm. or have been working very, very, very fast. Because there's a ton of stuff up there already. In fact, the site runs really freaking slow right now. It actually crashed twice today while I was looking at it. Well, my, Mike Merles <laughs> and a couple other guys did a, um, a, a AMA at like ten, between like 10 and 11 today. And it crashed once during that. Mm-hmm. I think that was when I was looking at it. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's probably why. Because they were... Yeah. They weren't ready for it. No. Well... I, I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be fine most of the time. Sure, but like right now, everyone's going in and looking at it, and people are uploading stuff yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and stuff's going in. And the the other interesting thing or kind of cool thing that they're doing with that is if you want to publish something at, in Forgotten Realms using that that their site only exclusively, they've got up there a template for adventures, mm-hmm. so yep. your adventures look like their adventures. That's cool. Um, nice. It's like a there's like a word doc, an RTF, and a doc X. People for, underestimate <laughs> the power of a good layout. It's awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, they've also included there's a there's one map pack that has um, I'm gonna guess like 25 <laughs> maps nice. that they've done. Some of them are really pretty. Some of them aren't. Hmm. <laughs> Probably repurposed. I know I know all about that. Some of them I looked at some of them like. It looks like me in the old graph paper days. <laughs> I miss those the, days. Though. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, there's that. And then there's also a bunch of artwork that they've come up with. And you can get all, get all that stuff for free. You cool. can only use it on the DMs Guild. Mm-hmm. For, for whatever. For now. For, <clears throat> probably forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> additionally, anything you put up there becomes part of like i don't remember what they called it like a community license yes Mm -hmm. which means if you put something up there other people can say oh you know what he's got a really cool tavern that he used in this adventure Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put that tavern in my adventure too yeah so you can lift stuff off of other people's things to incorporate now they don't want you just copying yeah, I remember this, back this, in the day when Dragon Magazine had like you know the module competitions, and you would design a dungeon, and it was a big competition, and the top three would get published. And it was the same kind of thing. If you read the rules, they said you know. I remember as a kid trying out, and I'm like, I want to make a, a an ice based thing, and so I t- I wrote to them because it's back before the internet, and said, Can I make an ice troll? And they wrote back and said, If it's a troll, sure, why not? Okay, but then they kind of said it had to follow certain rules. It still had to be a troll, right? Uh, it sounds similar. Well, uh, th- as far as I can tell, their their content guidelines are nothing on there is vetted per se. Um, they don't want anything offensive. They don't want anything mm-hmm. um, hateful or all those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Mm-hmm. But uh, apart from that, it doesn't look like it's it's kind of like the Wild West. It's you know. Brand new world. It's whatever whatever's up there is up there, and mm. they did say they reserve the right to pull stuff down. Yes, and, and they said one of the selling it. one of the reasons they said they might do that is if people start lifting like whole content without changing without it changing or it. modifying yep. or like if like if some guy wrote three adventures, yeah, it was the example they gave, and I would grab all three adventures and consolidate them into one and then post it, right, and mm-hmm. put it up there. 
technically within the community license. That's something that you could do, but they've flat out said that if you're not like like significantly changing or adding to, or if you're doing something like that, they're just going to pull it down. Yeah, that, like that's it. good. When so, they look at it, or it gets reported. The, so there's a job or, or a few jobs open at Watsi right now for policing the that all of that. Stuff, well, the there's certainly not. There's certainly no jobs for content creators. <laughs> Right, because I think that's what we're seeing here. Crowdsourcing, yeah. crowdsourcing. Uh-huh. That, well, it, it's it's Kickstarter for D anD D is what it is. It's like we it, it coming up with with modules costs money. You got to pay artists. You got to print the stuff up. You got to warehouse it and distribute it, and you got to hope it sells. Yep. Not with this. No. And and economically the way it works you want to put something up you sell it for five bucks you get 250 watsi and one bookshelf split the other half yep they yep. get a buck 25 each yep. so they're they're it, which is not it's not terrible it's not as good as like the cut you get from itunes the cut you get from itunes is like 65 percent. it's not as good as the cut you would get if you're on one bookshelf. If you just, if, yeah, if right. you just became just a right, uh, uh, a non DM skilled <laughs> publisher on RPG Now or Drive Through, and but that, it that it, way. that's a quid pro quo because yeah. they are going to be giving you resources to use. Yes, and you can use much a lot more of their IP than you can if you're just using the SRD. My understanding is if you give them a print ready PDF as well, uh, you can tap into one bookshelf's print on demand service yes. and get actual books of your stuff that stuff is vetted because they want to make sure if someone orders a book it's gonna look right and not Mm -hmm. oh shit my pages are sideways or Mm -hmm. yeah the text is cut off or whatever (laughs) yeah you you have to you have to contact them specifically for that and they'll yeah work with you and make sure that it's like i said print ready and all that kind of so basically instead of running a restaurant now they're running a buffet and you can come and make your own meal yes. out of what they put out. Yes. <laughs> so you let them talk for half an hour, and you could have just said that when we started. <laughs> well. Scratch your mic for a second. Okay. I can hear me. I, I don't hear you enough, though. Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking loud enough. She I can ke- talk louder. She kept moving in. No, around. don't talk louder. I'll okay. just turn you off. Okay. There we go. All right. Now talk. Okay. Yeah. That, you talked even good? quieter this time. <laughs> okay, now you did. She's and I feel put on the mic. She's fucking with you. Yeah. The other, the uh, the, the other thing that I, I I looked at the a, the AMA. Those things are kind of useless. Am I the only one? Oh, it's an AMA. Well, ask it, me anything. It's so, but it isn't. Well, I guess it is. It's technically ask me anything, but I will answer what I want. Nine questions. Yeah. It's a Reddit thing oh. where someone goes and does an AMA, and people just rapid fire questions up to this person and then you just kind of pick and choose what you want to answer if it's actually that person and not like their marketing dude sitting there going oh yeah i'm, I'm really this person well, answering so an ama is really a q a only they just rebranded it yeah totally well no, right. yeah they only call ever it ask seen me that anything on, yeah i've only ever seen that on periscope and like people are like okay ask me anything while they're like pointing the oh it's a glasses. thing it's been a thing on reddit for no, yeah but it's a I just, huge thing I, on reddit yeah. the, the one sticking point they said they're going to address is about original artwork because yeah anything you put up there suddenly becomes community yeah part of the community license <clears throat> so if i do artwork let's say let let's say for a second i could draw <laughs> and i decided to design a, a dungeon and i put my own illustrations up there 
I now no longer have any control over what anyone does with those illustrations within the context of the DMs Guild. The DMs Guild. That is an important distinction. If I want to use lift something from someone else's product in DMs Guild, I can only publish it within DMs Guild. I can't I'm actually, publish it anymore. I'm actually really happy about that because a lot of artists are just getting raked over the coals. I mean, well, they, the minute yeah, the, you put something out of there on the internet, it is free game. Right. People well, just, that's the way it is right now. Well, so anywhere. That they're talking about trying to figure out some kind of guidelines so that that third-party art gets protected. I laud that. Because they, they've put up quite a bit of artwork on their own that you can use in your in anything you want to publish in there. Yeah. Um, and they said they're going to probably put more up. But it's, it's, if you, like, or, or if, let's say, I go and I pay someone to do art, and, like, draw this thing for me because I want to use it in this product... It's then I, you bought it and then you paid for it and then suddenly everyone else on the yep. in that thing gets used for free. Well, yeah. uh, and, and the artist himself, you know, he got paid for one thing and all of a sudden it gets used for three hundred times. Uh, yeah, intellectual property is a tough thing to deal with. You know, yes. and an artist get raped. <coughs> visual artists get raped the most because not many people are repurposing poems or no. performance <laughs> art, but a lot of people are lifting off. It's harder to get away with that stuff than it is to get away with stealing someone's Somebody, line drawing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's like, well, for for um, Moment of Truth, I've been going in, on one bookshelf and buying royalty-free art. Thank you and for I'll that. And I'll go through and I'll... Thank and, you. And I'll, and I'll get a collection of like 20 things and like, well, there's two or three I can use. Mm -hmm. And it cost me like $25 to buy the collection or whatever it was. But... That, that's inexpensive and it's good for the artist because it's stuff that they've already done yep they probably it was a commission for someone or it's something they just did that they wanted to do so you, they could put the stuff up there and they can get at least get some kind of compensation for it mm -hmm. that's the that's the tricky thing once you let it out in the wild it never comes back nope. right uh, that's one of the reasons um, people ask me for the for the players mat that I made for the L5R thing and it was artwork that I had lifted from other places and I said I don't want to publish this right. because right. I, don't, I don't know I just it was for private consumption I don't right. want right and it was very nice artwork but uh, yeah it's, it, it's it's I mean I, I feel for artists that way anyway I'm, I'm sure. glad they're doing that I'm glad they're going that extra step they're at least yeah. aware of that yes yeah. <laughs> appreciate mm -hmm. that so that's kind of what's going on there I, I don't know if they're I read, I spent a lot of time reading today. <laughs> Me too. Now, <laughs> Far more than I wanted to. Now, as far as them kind of like monitoring the content or anything, is there going to be things that they declare canon and things that they declare not canon? They said um, they are going to go through stuff and they're going to look at, you know, what stuff does well and what what stuff sells and becomes popular. And that stuff may get included in other other things. Okay. And they and they said they also are going to be looking at that and saying, oh, well, if we got this guy has been producing some fantastic adventures. Mm -hmm. Hey, you want to do the you want to do some of the adventures for the next um, uh, organized play mm -hmm. campaign round or something or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. And for they free. they yeah. did actually say that if they see stuff they really like, they may reach out to the author. To just straight out purchase it, okay. say, "Hey, we really like what you did. We want to buy it and make it ours, so we can use it in something later." That's really right. smart. So there's gonna be a bunch of people now sending really great ideas, hoping they really get a job. good stuff in, in, the, yeah. in the hopes that Wizard says, "Wow, that's really cool. I want to yeah. buy that from you." And or can we hire you as a freelancer? Right? None yeah. of them. None of them will get a job. No. 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 The whole point of this is they probably exactly. economically the way things are right now. 
with the RPG industry in general, right? They probably realize if we want to support this game, we can't afford to hire the people necessary to do it. No, nope. yeah. If they, they want to publish another PHB, another monster manual, a bunch of adventures, a bunch of splat books and stuff like that, that takes a staff. It yeah. takes a, it takes a lot of artists and a lot of editors and mm -hmm. writers. And then you got, and because they're mostly a print thing, not a PDF thing, then you've got to, you know, lay your dick on the table and have all that shit printed and hope to God it sells. Yeah. yeah. This way they can. Yeah. I, I, was it you earlier, or, or maybe Kimmy, who said they're crowdsourcing D and D development yeah. now? They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's they what they're doing now. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like Kickstarter. Yeah. Yes, yeah. just like Kickstarter. I guess I'm sort of torn. Like I love the fact that you can now kind of the things you create, you can kind of put out there for people is awesome. Like as someone who creates stuff for fun, mm -hmm. that's great. But I also, on the other hand kind of shady it's well, like the mcdonaldization of you know <laughs> it's actually a term like in economics where you know instead of having like you know you, you basically make this like depersonalized as as automated as possible with as few people as possible you know you to create your product and i don't know i kind of feel like i mean that's that you know we all have our authors that we really love we all have those creators that we follow or whatever it's kind of sad that they're kind of going the way at the dodo it seems if this kind of works out well yes it is as a profession like they can still create their content yeah. but as a hey i work for watsi creating xyz like that's going to go away right and, and because they're the 800 pound gorilla i mm -hmm. imagine probably everything is going to go that way yeah. well to be fair the counterpoint to that is dragon magazine a dungeon magazine basically had this kind of stuff going on all the time anyway people were sending in right dungeons did, now modules, did they, did they pay them like stuff yeah 10 cents a word well, or five no, cents a word no 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 the people would submit articles or whatever okay look yeah. you submitted a GURPS article to a not magazine once no. but you may or may not have gotten paid i, but I know no. dragon we used to submit you could submit stuff and if they accepted it they would pay but that's an old model it they was may a, not I, they may have paid you they may not have they, they may, may have just sent you free issues <laughs> that's what i got be, I, I seem to remember back in the day that if you wrote an article that they really liked, they would pay you. It's kind of a freelancer rate. But that model is dead. Nobody does print anymore. This is kind of the new way of getting well, freelancers to get stuff. It's their stab at trying to create what the new way might be. Fair enough. Because they don't... Because it's digital. <laughs> and, and nobody buys print. <coughs> they've well, looked at the economics of it and they've decided, okay, hiring a staff to go out and, and, and support our new game... Is going to be really expensive, and it may not pay off. Maybe Watsy is saying to them because they're kind of the redheaded stepchild of Watsy, right? Maybe did you get one? I got one. <laughs> I opened it and I smelled it. You oh. bastard! Skunky oh, skunky no, I don't. I don't like skunky nuke. <laughs> I'll, I'll drink it. No, don't do that. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Oh. <laughs> It doesn't taste skunky. So that's the I best thing about it. that's Newcastle roulette right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they're doing is pretty cool. Um, because I do too. They, I do they too. did this once before when D and D three came out. They released it all under the open gaming license, and then they had something called the D twenty system trademark license. And what that allowed it was um, an, an adjunct license to the OGL that allowed you to use. Um, Watsi's D20 system trademarks. You're holding up your finger. Hold on one second. Minnesota Gooch just said, Watsi's not taking 50%, they're taking 25 Yeah. They're splitting it with one bookshelf. According to everything I've read, the the content producer gets 50%, 
Watsy gets 25. One and bookshelf one bookshelf gets 25, gets 25 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. So so back then they had this D20 system trademark license, and, and that said, okay, if you do something with the OGL and you want to say specifically that this is compatible with our D20 system and use this D20 logo, you can do that if you follow these additional guidelines. Right. And that all went belly up. I mean, we, we, we've all heard about the D20 glut of uh, a number sure. of years ago because just everybody with a word processor started putting shit out. Oops. Thank you. you don't do the you anymore. No. I don't oh. even know why she covers her mouth. Like she moved the mic away, and it's so she sneezes like a cat mewing. Well, her, there's a, there's a lot of inherent soundproofing in her hand. <laughs> so if she didn't do that, it'd be like. <laughs> 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 then you'd get the little squeak, and it'd be recorded forever, and it'd be on the soundboard. Oh, right. it is. This, then you could just do in rapid a, fire in the backlog somewhere. If it's anyone, there. if anyone <laughs> is no. listening to the backlog no, right no. now, he lies. and you can find okay. Kimmy's. <laughs> we could do we could do rapid fire Kimmy sneezes. Oh yeah, that shit will go on the soundboard. Yes. The only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. I guess. But if you if you do hear that, let me know. Uh, you, let me know episode and season and approximate time. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not listening to the backlog. But anyway, this this brings it all into one place. This DMs Guild, yes. Whereas it wasn't before, and it uh, it leverages the content, and it opens people are creating it a little opens bit up a lot more of their IP. Yes. You yeah, could, yeah, yeah. Oh, it totally does. It totally does. You it, you can you can do anything out of the core D and D books, and anything out of Forgotten Realms. Right. Uh, what I read today is they want you to stay with D and D five. They don't want you doing any previous versions of right. of D and D. But you can tap into anything from the like fifteen or twenty years of Forgotten of Realms. Forgotten Realms. <laughs> so literally, if you wanted to write an adventure so where stuff. you've got Dritzt and Elminster fighting the cultists of Bane, no, it's cool. You can do that. Whereas you could never do that before. I think it's going to employ a lot of lawyers as well. People are going to be vetting through this and going through the fine tooth comb. And so there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of people being paid, just not necessarily creativity. Hopefully, I mean, and hopefully there'll be those creators who come up with really amazing things that they become will. kind of the favorites for sure. Yeah. So I mean, it may open something up to. And it may. Yeah. I mean, the the last time there was a big open open gaming license, it created Paizo. That's yeah, true. it totally did. <laughs> So you might and uh, you, we might you might end up with someone some powerhouse out there who's going to start publishing just fantastic stuff. Yeah. So he's talking about himself now. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really like D&D. I know, much. I know. <laughs> what? What? Although what? Could, I bet we can make bank if we started creating Happy Jack's Adventures like as oh, a group. Dude. Yeah. I think so. All dude. of us like together creating these things. Dude. Yeah, we can make like tens of dollars. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe hundreds well, over a long the, period of price time. Price it really high. Pri- the, it, uh, our adventures are 150 bucks. Right. We only have to <laughs> sell one. We only have to sell one. That's, That's right. And it's going to be one of us who it's, buys it. It's the Gene Simmons uh, from when he's on Apprentice. He's like, he had to, he had to uh, was a long story short, he had to sell like hot dogs and make like $1,000 and he only sold one mm-hmm. to a friend of his for 1000 bucks. <laughs> he did, yeah. He made some calls. They would, they would be like Happy Jack's one page adventures. $150. Yes. <laughs> One page. I bet we sold it for 10 bucks. I bet we'll, we could sell we'll it. Do an, we'll write an adventure called I Am Rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and sell it for a grand. In Dragon Age, uh, the uh, the digital game, there is a there is a vendor that you can go and he sells one thing and it's like an astronomical price. It's like 300000 credits or something and if you go in there you get enough money and buy it it is it's really cool but it's like one thing and it's a it's a easter egg 
But yeah, he only sells one thing, and once you buy it, he's out of business. He's done. But he makes his nut for the day. Right. So. I um I, I recently started playing Warcraft, and I know Warcraft isn't something we talk about here, but in the game there's World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, yeah. In the game, there's an NPC you can go to who is who is it's it's like uh, it's some girl, and her name is like Harris Pilton or something like that, <laughs> and she sells bags. Yep. Like designer bags. Designer bags. And it's like a 3,000 gold piece mm-hmm. bag. Bag. Because it's it's a designer bag. It's a Harris built-in designer bag. I bought one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might as well. You're buying it with bits. Yeah, totally. It's all... <laughs> I, I, I used pixels to buy other pixels. Other pixels. Right. And you, you feel know, so like rewarded. You're just like, oh my God, I have the thing. I also bought the portable hole, which is like five grand or oh something like gosh, that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I yeah. I went bag crazy for a while. Uh, <laughs> we're digressing. Yeah, Mr. Sorry. Man of War said, get the Happy Jacks crowd to submit heavy RP stuff in Forgotten Realms. Two modules, one Adventure League, etc. whatever. Maybe. I actually thought about it. It'd be kind of cool to write <coughs> D&D adventures that aren't about killing monsters and taking their shit. Yeah. It'd be amazing. <laughs> there is already an Indiegogo campaign for... Excuse me. Um, a publisher who's been around for a little while uh, doing a red box OSR style approach to D&D 5 oh. using the new OGL and stuff. No. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's on Indiegogo. It's um, I tried so hard to remember the name and I knew I was going to get a Dungeoneeros or something. I can get the link. If you go to, um, he's looking it up now. Oh, if you go to, if you go to Tanker's Tavern, if you have that, it's on there. T e n k a r s tavern dot com. Yeah, and then I've been to that site before. I know that. I don't know. I'm a Patreon supporter. Scroll down, and you have to scroll down a couple because there's. Oh, nice, nice setup. <laughs> oh, yeah, people's yeah. gaming rooms, gaming tables, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one else can see what you're looking at, MV. so just keep scrolling, keep going, keep By going. By the way, Stu, uh, you just keep redecorated. Going. I got to say, you have this giant sort of I gothic table one. here in your new gaming room. It's going to be get better and better. Older post. You should, Stu, take photos of this as it goes in progress. Oh, there. yeah. Dungeon-esque. So that, there's a plan. We're going to talk about it in a minute. All that right. Remind, yeah. That, uh, Dungeon-esque, is, Dungeon-esque what is what yep. it's called. Rogue Comet is the people who are and putting it out. I've dealt with that guy before. That's uh, the guy who does Rogue Comet. He's he's good. Okay. That's I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm probably going to... Now that I have successfully backed a Kickstarter, I'll probably go try backing an Indiegogo. And see so it's a, it's, a, it's a D&D 5e OSR. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which means that book is going to be smaller and with less beautiful layout is it what real what yeah. <laughs> is it the osr no i actually read a bit about that today and it's um uh the the rules are cut back a little bit it's going to focus on the four basic races the four basic classes you know your your archetypal races and classes right um fighting man elf thief yeah it's, it's like um fighter magic user cleric and rogue or thief okay. or whatever and human halfling dwarf and elf and um bard and uh no no bards <laughs> <laughs> and and what he's doing is he's he's uh reworking all of it uh, he th- on his site there's uh, an example of like a monster stat block and it's a monster stat block that has all of the 5e stats 
but it's formatted to look like uh, an early an right. early D and D. It's really cool looking. Cool. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, the my, my gaming room. Uh, I, I bought a table. I bought it at. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, it's a rad table. Uh, Habitat for Humanity has this thing called Restore. And there's stores that sell the stuff that they can't oh, I use. I get it. It's covered. Re-store. Right. Ah, that's very nice. So, fun. And that table is probably 42 inches wide. And what about 8,000 feet that's long? That's an awfully specific <laughs> number for somebody. It's probably 42.5. No, it is, it's 42 <laughs> inches wide because we measured it. Yeah, because they had to get through the door. I had to take the door off the hinges <laughs> to get it in here. That's, that's how you know. Really? Tape. Yes. Yeah. Yes, only one door. I had to take the uh, this door. We were able to get it through, but the out of the through the kitchen, I because I didn't have my clicker because I had to rent a truck to get the table. Yeah, so the, you know, there's a story there which you need to post or maybe tell later. Right. But, but the other thing is you need to like start taking photos and making right. Like well, a, yeah. uh, here the the, the thing is, Kimmy gave me the idea of on those because I got a lot of blank wall space now because yes. that, that used to be Heather's workshop right. for it sewing shelves and, and stuff. she's yeah. she's moved all of her stuff she's got a new workshop at her her, her place now so uh, that whole space is now going to become a gaming cave oh, oh I am so so amazingly jealous <laughs> at that right right I, I can't I cannot tell you that's why how, I want to see pictures because how we jealous all want to be this. part of this but what she suggested was if we get portraits like. Of me? The, no, the, the the original Inukai characters, the original Aww. three Inukai characters. Yeah, they had that. Uh, was it S. P. Lloyd did the yeah the illustration of them. Take that because she's Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy just left. I yeah. have a I have a. Um, pictures. Oh, you take. Oh, she's taking pictures. Um, I Yay. have I have a uh, projector, but apparently you can project the picture on the wall and then paint it. Uh huh. Like tracing, I guess. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I can't do. Shit like Dude, you that. have to put a picture of Scully up there. Well, yeah, eventually, <laughs> yes. But I'm going to start with the older ones. So, but it would be awesome if people have who have done artwork of characters in our actual plays mm-hmm. in the past, or feel inclined to do so now, and send them to me. I will totally start. I think I don't Giant know how to do it. Murals. You're going to have to show me how to do it. It's super easy. Yeah. So uh, asking that. who Heather is. Heather is my second ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping count. You're a new person, aren't you? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yes. Glad you're keeping count, those two. Yeah. Right. I'm keeping count. Uh, actually, I have, two is, a, three I have is a, the new two. another projector. If you just put it on clear plastic, we can do it here. If, yeah. Or you okay. can do no, it. You, well, if you have but the, he has to go buy the digital projector. I have one. Yeah, oh, then never mind. You just yeah. put it up on your computer yeah. screen and project yeah. it, and you can change the size, how big, and you... Chase it with a pencil and you paint it and on And then it. mark where it is on the table. <laughs> Kimmy, it's also really good for um, projecting patterns as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to do it when I taught preschool. I would do these big murals on the on the, the windows of my preschool because then if you just use poster paint, it looks like stained glass. Oh, so how rad. It was very cool. So I'd oh, have like awesome. a big cat in the hat and different things depending on what month and the theme of the month. Years and years and years ago, we had to build a fighter jet. And what they did is they got like a, one of those balsa wood models. Yeah, which has all of those, all of the, all the ribs of the fighter jet, like, and they took those and blew them up, and we, and we projected them onto a piece of plywood and traced them out. Took that plywood off, put another one up, moved the next one up, and it, so the, so all the ribs came out. It mm-hmm. Just couldn't touch the projector, but basically right. everything was in scale, and we built a fighter jet full scale from the from the blueprints of a like a balsa wood model. Oh, rad. I'm posting on my Instagram feed if anyone's interested in seeing pictures of our big empty gaming room. Right. So golden lights. Nice. But I think it'd be awesome to have like portraits of characters 
as the games come That'd and go. Amazing. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So the problem is you you run so many games, you're going to run out of wall space soon. You might want to actually just do them on paper so that just fade. Well, we should have one big mural that's like the Happy Jacks logo. Yeah, that, or with true. like some stuff around it, and then we can do like just depending on what people send us. We'll right. see. Because Stu is currently running like four games, right? I'm running two and prepping for the third, but the that will D&D replace game, one. The D and D game will end. Yeah. The next time we play, probably. Um, and then we've already started character gen for the Star Wars. You've got, you've got your moment of truth games. Well, I'm not running anything you've, on that. You've right got now. your vampire game. Uh, there's vampire. You've and got D&D. your Star Wars game, and well, I, you've got your ultimate said. game. That's what I just said. Yeah, I know, but there's, that's four. No, I'm not running moment of truth right now. It's in, it's and I'm not running Star Wars yet. I'm running two games, and as soon as the D and D game ends, then the Star Wars game will start. You're just that's just Ever. the, the point games. being. You run so many games, your wall will be filled up in a month. It won't be filled in a month. It won't be filled in a year or two. I'm not painting that fast. So <laughs> you should. Month. You should build a projector into the ceiling, pointing down at the table, so you can project maps onto it. That's why I got the. That's why. Well, see, I, and I got the table now. I got it. It's got to go that way. Yeah, right. it has to. Yeah. Well, we could cut up thing out of the center. Well, the problem is. I want to get the chandelier too. See, I like the idea, and what I want to do eventually, I have these two big IKEA tables that are frosted glass. Uh I want to project from below. Oh, see, that's awesome. See, and then people you can't get shadows in it. But I already have the IKEA table, so it's a super easy idea for me. I don't have to do anything with it. If you put the projector on the roof, you're going to get shadows of someone's like, "Let me move my mini." Oh shit, where'd the tree go? It's not too bad. They won't be bad. But. We could get those like uh, the thing. I don't. I don't gamble, but whatever those things are, where you have like the table where you shoot the dice, dice craps, and you've got those big poles that you move things with. <laughs> and we just Should I cover the table in speed felt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's that nice. Speed screen felt. No, we spill way too many things. Yeah, well, I, I was going to use my because I've got a poker table, dude. I'm so and making you, a metal band called Speed Felt. And, and if you do that, Kimmy will just I sit there and speed pick felt the speed last felt off. I was slowly. Picking at the end. Pick the lint off. Yeah, and make then it's super clean. Then there'll be just big empty spots where there was speed felt once before Kimmy <laughs> sat down. It's just, but I have a I have a poker table. And I was going to use it for that, and Chris saw it, and she's like, "We will destroy that table. Do In not put that minutes. table out for yeah. us." She's <laughs> a wise woman. Yeah, she's right. all the spills because there's yeah. felt underneath it, and then there's because speed felt isn't really felt. No, but because it's very smooth, and you can like throw cards along it, and they just kind of pick up get a how's that go. Yeah, okay. They get a cushion of air and they just kind of float. It's yeah. pretty awesome. It's, it's like, like one of those air hockey games. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. month later, the wine spot will still be wet when you put things on it. <laughs> it will, yeah. yeah. That's the problem. It's, really like, dry. it's really like a polyester thing. It's not really felt. <laughs> so there's that. The Q&A is open if you have questions. I've read a lot about this today. <laughs> Me too. If you have specific questions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Q&A? I thought it was an A... Uh, an AMA. AMA. Yeah. No, I'm talking about our For Q&A. us, that would be an... A U A, ask and us ask anything. anything. Yeah, that's true. Ask us. Okay. Because ask me is singular. Ask us is. We should try like periscoping sometime and be like, ask us anything and see if anyone on Periscope asks us things. I actually uh, wrote my first blog post on douchydm.com. That's nice. going to be out tomorrow. I actually scheduled it to post at eight thirty tonight, so it would go. So, so it's up now. So it should be up nice. now. And it's up a now. post also about this topic, which I wrote before I saw these with all of Stu's notes nice. on it. Nice. Yeah, we need next to like, get on DM that. Is DM still running? We should probably plug that next time. It is. Is I'm, what? Is, is DM still a thing? It's, 
it's there. There hasn't. This is the first new article since probably like what October of last year. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it sort of died for a while. My um, well, it's it, it's. It hibernates occasionally. Yeah, like <laughs> hibernates. My blog doesn't get a whole lot of readership. Yeah. So I decided I I was like, Stu, 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 <laughs> right, Stu. Give me the count. Give me the count. That's exactly how he yeah. did it too. No, I yeah, did for sure. Yeah. I sent an email. that said Stu, and then another one. Stu. Stu. <laughs> oh, Stu. 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 Uh, but I figured I'll I'll blog there. It'll yeah. up douchey DM again, and and Hopefully. I'm in a writing mode. Excellent. Uh, simplified GM screen from GM Zach. <laughs> Hey there, Jacks or Los Jacineros, Jacinos, Jacarinos, Jacarinos, Jacarinos. No, it's Jacarinos if you're not into that whole, you know, brevity thing, man. I'm no greaser. I'm a square. I'm sorry. I'm a lost Jacarinas. <laughs> yeah, you totally are. <laughs> Jacarinas. Orale. That's going to mean something, something Orale, super bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, no, it's Jack. It's it's a it's a the whole dude thing. It's a whole dude quote. If you're not into the whole you know brevity thing, man, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. Not down to these men are nihilists. Oh. There's nothing to be afraid of. <clears throat> dude. These men are nihilists. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, uh, fucking nihilist, dude. If you're not into the whole brevity thing, I've <laughs> I guess we are. They not. peed on your rug, dude. It really brought the room together. <laughs> uh, I've been loving some of the recent topics about GMA, and I have been seeing those themes and applying those lessons in my game. Yay! Yep. Yay. I run two weekly games. Oh, someone asked me about my shirt. Yes, this is Spock dressed up as a stormtrooper. <laughs> it's the raddest shirt. <laughs> a lot of people don't know before Starfleet he was a stormtrooper. Uh, here's the thing. Stu has had a, a huge growth in his Star Wars knowledge from I'm, like, even a year ago. He claimed he didn't know anything about Star Wars, and now he knows That's more about Star Wars than the rest of us. That's because it annoyed people. It That's why it's... <laughs> And so he got all this swag, and he. But there was a time you were Star Wars ignorant. Briefly. Not about the not about the movies. No, but n none of anything else. I've the never, canon. Yeah, I I've read a few Star Wars novels. I'm now kind of trying to limit myself to what is officially canon. <laughs> <laughs> which, which right now is a manageable number of yes, books. Yes, I'm just gonna say because otherwise, that's like I don't know, ten years worth of reading. Not gonna happen. Yeah. What's a Twi'lek? A that's Twi'lek. The, that's that's a one Twi'lek, of the yeah. that's one of the tentacle porn ones. <laughs> they, they, they make good strippers and masseuses. Yes. <laughs> that's that's all I know about them. tentacle porn ones. <laughs> anyway. There's two tentacle porn ones. Yes. There's okay, those you know and what? the other ones. You've watched Clone Wars, so I know you know more about them than that. <laughs> like, I know for a fact. I'm just going to disprove this. <laughs> anyway. He's watched it more than once, too. I know. It's like five times. I, no, I, I just finished. I'm, I'm not quite done watching it the third time. <gasps> oh, my God. Has what? anyone else seen the Rebels Season 2 trailer? Yeah. <gasps> so exciting! Rebels Season 2 trailer? No, 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 no. The trailer that came out today. Was it Season 2 or Season 3? It'd be Season yeah, 3. Okay. Season, season three. 2's over. Season 2, yeah. I think... And I'm the, sorry. And, I got the confused. Fuck 10 or 12 season or episode seasons. Yeah, I know. I know. What I'm the like, hell? And, and I gotta say, second season was really spreading. I'm like... They, was, they were yes. like They were like coming out like... like one, one came out every month and well, then it stopped and then... The, I, I couldn't keep up. I'm the, like, I, I won't say what it is because there are people that haven't seen it yet. But I haven't the, seen it yet. The, there's an episode between season one and season yes. two, which I had assumed was the first episode of season two. But when I got season two and I start watching, it's like, wait a second. Yeah. Where's the? Because I'd saw it on television. So good. Yeah. 
and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. The best but thing. no, no, I had to go out and get season one point five. Yeah. I was going to say it has one. to be a one point five thing. It was. Yeah. It's annoying. But, but it was dopey. But the trailer for the next season looks amazing. I'm super excited. Are they now? now what is this? Star Wars Rebels. Rebels. It's it, a new. It takes well, place between new. episode three and four. Yeah. It's okay. like it. Okay, so you have Clone Wars. Is it, which is is it the an cartoon. animated thing? It's like an Clone animated Wars? thing. Okay. So good. Different uh, it, style. It, it, different style. Well, of sort of. The style's morphing, and they bring back some of one of my favorite. My okay, my favorite. They brought back of them. They brought back several characters yes. from Clone Wars. I, yes. And yes, now? yes, they have. season two. Yes, yeah. yes, I remember that. God and, damn it, you guys. And then, the, and then there's like characters that you're like, I don't know. I was very confused by some of the things. Have you like, seen? Have you watched Clone Wars? That's why I was just saying, God damn it, you guys, because no, I haven't, but yeah, now I'm going to be like, too. watch Clone Wars. So good. Clone Wars is fantastic. Yeah, hang in there through season one. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's a little bit, but then it like launches and it makes everything better. Yeah, it everything. does. Everything like, better? The prequels, suddenly you're like, okay, I don't hate them quite there's so a, much. There's a, there's a character, I don't hate the prequels. There's a character in Clone Wars that is so They're good that, that you end up being riveted and then you're devastated when uh, stuff happens. It's, so it's really good. It, it is fantastic. So and watch that and then watch Rebels. Yes. And yes. it's like five seasons, too. Clone yes. Wars is... is and it's they're, they're, they're like the, 20 or 30 It's doing the best dissertation season. on it ever, which is like the Jedi, when the Jedi show up, it's just sort of like a deus machina. It's like sort of the stuff ends. What's really interesting is the military aspect of it. The clones. Uh, the mm-hmm. clones, yeah. When, whenever the Jedi show up, it's almost boring, but uh, they'd spend all this time like, literally in the trenches. And and this show is about the clones in the Clone Wars. It's yeah. very interesting. And I just have to say, like I, I when the clones like appeared in the prequels, I was like, WTF. Like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, this is dumb. Like, clone. Like we're all excited to see the Clone Wars. And they all look the same. And, well, know. and then they never actually show the Clone Wars in the movies. Like, we were all super yeah. excited. Like, all right, we had a pod race for the first movie. We're all going to put up with that. And okay, keep You see, like, one battle. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're nice. going to see the Clone Wars. No, like they the completely... No, it's cool, we but we wanted right to on. see the fucking Clone Wars. So um, then you get finally get a chance to do that. I'm Clone, sorry, Clone Wars right now is on Netflix still. Yes, yep. I believe so. Yes. It is, because that's where I'm watching it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. Sorry. I don't know if Rebels is on there. I've been it's getting not. it on Amazon Prime, and I've been paying for it. Oh, yeah. I, get, I watch it um, through my Apple TV. I have a login, so I get to watch it on Disney XD or something. Yeah. 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 Is it, the, so Rebels Tim, stop Disney playing WoW and go watch Clone Wars. It's fantastic. Don't I stop really playing like it. WoW. You'll really Just like find it. time for both. Anyway. I only have so much time in my Fall day. off a ladder can, at work. Uh, yeah. Get right? disability. Right? <laughs> oh, you can watch Rebels with your kids. There it's you go. Totally. Oh yeah, they don't like Star Wars. <gasps> they will. They will. I know. Watch that. I know. A- Emily. Emily can't stand it. She's like, oh, it's the stupidest thing ever. Her dad. Mm-hmm. All he wanted for Christmas was for her to go see the new Star Wars with him, and she was like, oh, but I really don't want to. I'm just gonna fall asleep in the theater. It's like, oh my god. And uh, Andrew is um, a Star Trek kid. Well, they like, give him one of these shirts, like both? Stu has. Yeah. What's that? You can like both. He. No, he only likes Star Trek. That's what nah, he likes. Not when you're that age. It's like... Yeah, I know. Yeah, I you're, you're I this or that. Yeah. I know, and no, I remember that. All right, you actually were, didn't even start this email. Yeah, I was going to say, we got so to a second. In, all right, uh, all right, right. Into it. Edge run, of the Empire. I run two weekly games, an Edge of the Empire campaign for over, over a year old, and a 13-age campaign, two and a half months old. I'm a big fan of both systems, though as any systems do, they have their pros and cons. Something I have taken directly from your advice and have seen the benefit from is the simplified personal GM screen notes. 
Why don't you play my shit? Yeah, right. With play the, my with, shit. With the soundboard. Yes. God. See, and he completely stops the thing and starts hitting the soundboard. Bam! I'll just be the applause for it. It'll be good. Nice. It's not working. No, it's, like, it's buzzing. There, there, goes. there we go. Now they're all playing I didn't want at the that same one. time. They okay. all play all at once. So forget I did that. Uh, <laughs> something I have taken directly from your advice and have seen the benefit from is the simplified personal GM screen notes, which encourage good tendencies and warn against bad ones instead of just having stats on hand. Yay. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. Mine has the following words. I, I have to say... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt just one more time. I have to say that that was a revelation with Bill. We were all talking about, what do you want to understand? And I'm like, well, we need to have the grapple rules. And Bill's like, I want three words. Listen. Uh, God, I can't even remember. But I remember listen being one of them. Scratch and sniff. Yeah. <laughs> and, and really what he was what he was talking about was the same thing you do as an actor or as a musician. Listening is the key thing for being a good GM. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to listen to what your players are saying to what your your storytellers are telling you and react to them. As an actor, you want to be able to listen to what your person is saying in the passion that they're saying it to you and respond to them. And as a musician, you need to listen in case somebody drops a verse, in case they, they skip a thing, and you also need to the be able to The drummer slows down, or the drummer speeds up, or the drummer misses a beat. Or, Listening yeah. is the key <laughs> for all of this. And it's... Yeah. It, it, in a way... As we've always said, this is an art form, and listening is key to it. It's a performing art form, and listening is a big key to it. Yep. I remember Bill had that on there, and I'm like, well, yeah, okay, but the grapple rules are important, too. Right. I totally disagree with you, Stork. That right. won't be just one more time you interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Uh, mine have the following words. Veil. As in, don't let them see behind the veil. An ability to keep the, fr- the fiction supported by my manner at the table helps maintain the realness of the world for the players. Sure. Um, I will still make jokes and comment from time to time, but only in lighter moments when it's not an additional interruption. Cool. I think that is my weakest spot as a GM. <laughs> you playing a stand-up comedian in a vampire game? I wouldn't think so. I would never, <laughs> never have guessed that knowing Shut. you. <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you, by the way. Oh, for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it cool? I'll give it to you on Sunday when we play. I love getting things. Do we have our five minutes of stand-up comedy prepared yet? Uh, I can have five minutes. You of need to. I'm okay. warning Rat. you now. It's Friday, so you have till right. Sunday. No, no problem. I'm gonna. Okay. T- well, I'm gonna tell you right now. You're gonna have your big chance. Not on on mo- open mic night, but they're gonna let you play on Thursdays, which is ladies' night. Ladies' night. Not ladies. Play, but, right. Oh, what a night. <laughs> anyway, rain and men. Okay, mistake. This is the things he puts on his GM screen. Make mistakes seem intentional. There <laughs> you go. Um, related to the first, I'll discuss some metagame things with the players. But as much as possible, I attempt to obscure what I planned, what wasn't, and what was a screw up by me. Right, that's exactly what we spoil on this show, mm-hmm. is here's what was planned, here's what wasn't. <laughs> which you absolutely shouldn't do at the table. He's no, no, right. no, no, no. No, in fact, Stu, you've kept them secret for like years before you go, yeah, that whole thing was completely unplanned. And we're like, it was! We had no idea! 
The old, old had, lady was an accident. What the hell? I, I, I had no idea that the the old lady wasn't yeah. supposed to be a thing until <laughs> I I listened. You weren't to, supposed to listen to that episode. <laughs> oh, I listened to it. Like no, we talked about it. Yeah, we okay, talked okay, about okay, it, right. and it was after that I listened to the episode, and I was like, yeah. oh man. Yeah, no, that was an. Ep- we talked about that recently on the podcast. Okay, yes. all right, yeah. Tropes, okay. I have an aversion to unoriginal storylines. Unoriginal is in quotes, by the way. But it's really hard to have original storylines anymore. There's yeah, been a lot what? of stories told. Steal from the best. That's what they told us at Fair, and I think they're absolutely right. Because even if you think you're stealing from it, you're going to put your own spin on it. No one's really going to notice. Yeah. Whatever joke you hear, walk 10 feet, say it louder. Right. <laughs> and I, how many times has Romeo and Julia been remade? <laughs> right. Right. Swords, guns, and it still wins. Super original. Still wins Oscars every time. Oh, it's so it's so great! It's fucking Romeo and Juliet. What's what's, it a million times? What's the saying that ends with "Great artists steal"? Great Uh, artists steal. Good artists borrow. Great. Good artists borrow. Great artists steal. I think. Uh. I have an aversion to unoriginal storylines, but. The catch is that even rescuing someone from a dragon is really fun if the PCs, excuse me, are involved. I need to remember that tropes are okay as long as it's party-centric. Yes. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Tropes are okay as long as the party has buy-in, really, tropes or are anything. Mm-hmm. Tropes are just okay. Tropes that's, really are. That's why they're there. Prison mm-hmm. breaks. Yeah. That's Prison how breaks they became tropes. Yep. You meet in a tavern because people like drinking. It's right. fine. And people meet in taverns. <laughs> they do. And that's where all the old wizards hang out. Right. It's where all the hot chicks are. It's where that all the hipsters too. are. Uh, the mistake thing fell through during the last 13th eight. 13th age game when the players were supposed to witness a battle of high-powered npcs Ooh, bad idea right there mm-hmm. um but we're gonna sit and watch how cool my npcs are yeah yeah right there right there because you're gonna force them to choose sides one fr- one enemy one friend but immediately jumped in to fight the enemy they the party did yes um after having been warned of his immense power. The enemy one-shotted the rogue, and it was obvious I didn't plan that. Early in the campaign, on PC, one PC accidentally killed another and gave them a short resurrection quest, which had big story ties. So I was very wary to give them another easy out regarding death. After about 10 seconds of very worried brainstorming, <laughs> I found the story angle why the enemy would keep the rogue alive. By the end of the session, a brave animal companion sacrificed herself for the rogue, and a natural 20 magic check sent the party to the pit in pursuit of the lost companion, which is Gracias, Happy Jackers, Good Gaming, blah, blah, blah. So, this was actually going to be the topic before the D&D announcement. Oh. <laughs> but ju- just very quickly, mm-hmm. is, there, is there stuff that, either on the GM side or the player side, that you would put on, on a screen? Well, the grapple rules. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you should have the page number for the grapple rules. Yes. Well, well, uh, here's the interesting... Why use up all that valuable room? Here's the interesting thing I, 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 I've been thinking about since Bill sort of brought that up, which is GM screens don't mean anything anymore in this digital age. And, and how many times do... Like, we're, we're playing the vampire game. Oh, what's this mean? And we all reach for the book. I disagree. Good. We, we all look up. We all look stuff up in the book anyway. We all have the book at our side, and we're looking at the book. What's the What's the GM screen really doing for us, other than taking a valuable real estate? You know what? That's, our dice that's right. Stork goes and reaches for my book. Mm-hmm. I have to say, not not anymore. Now he's got his limited edition leather bound book. That's, that's right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Spend. He reaches for my book <laughs> that I spilled beer on. I, I don't know. oh god. Go ahead. No, okay. Go ahead. 
I think there's power in the in the players not knowing that you don't know the rules by heart. And I think this comes from me being a teacher, and it's like, when you don't know the answer, figure it out really quick and come back and tell them later. Like, oh, it's time for recess. All right, I will answer that question. Google it. Figure it out the answer later. Um, so I, I have a DM screen that I, or GM screen that I really love that's blank on the inside. So depending on, I'm almost always running Wild Talents. But I put the things that I'm not good at remembering in there, which is really great because I can put whatever I want. But I find, like, there's that assuredness of the 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 GM knowing the rules. Even if I don't, the step, the fact that you have to stop and look up things, sometimes I feel kind of changes the game. No, you're right. There is a definite performance, and you have to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. To absolutely sure. If you're like, hold on, let me look that up, it absolutely stalls everything. And then all the players are like, oh, great, we're not in safe hands. Everything's going sideways. Yeah. I, and, I, I disagree. Oh, yeah? I, I think that... Um, if we look at it realistically, we're all adults. We all have jobs and responsibilities and things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of game systems are very big and very complex. Look at the rule book for Vampire the Masquerade or Hero right. or GURPS or, or even D&D or Mage mm-hmm. or any of them. And we're all playing a game and we're doing it for fun. The, I think the illusion that the GM has to know all the rules and be able to pull them out of their their ass at any given time is a hold up a, a, a throwback to the whole GM is God thing from way back in the days. I don't say, I don't have a problem uh, if like when we're playing vampire if you go yeah I don't know that rule hold on we spend a minute looking it up if it takes more than a minute and a half then you just go ah you know what here's how we're gonna do it this time right. and we'll look at it later that's, okay. that's, that's what that's I was gonna say yeah yeah yeah. It, it, it's nice when you know the system well enough to be able to have an educated guess how something is going to yeah, work. Yeah, totally, right. totally. And then you can just say, we'll just do it this way now, and then we'll look it up when it's time. If, if you're that's, having, that's usually my preference. If you're having fun at a game, with uh, Stu's Vampire game, try them with GURPS. Or go in a game <laughs> with, with Mook, who has the entire thing memorized and is able to just like say off the fly, all right, this and this and this, that's your dice modifier, go. Sure, and that's the way I used to be with second edition mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons because I ran it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you're right. I agree with that. If you're able to keep it moving, yeah. The, the thing, the times I hate are like when it's something that's a fairly ob- like common rule. Like if you have to look up a specific spell, like all on that. I don't expect anybody to have all the spells memorized. Better yet, maybe the player has like their spells printed out. We can reference it that way. Um, but it's like when it's like. Like the grapple rules, which are always like the culprit. And then we all pause and we stop. If you're able to, on the fly, come up with something that's um, close to what the system or a very educated guess and keep the thing moving, I think that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think really the bottom line is put on the GM screen what you think you need. If it's, if it's adjectives like listen, breathe, pay attention, stay awake... Mm-hmm call your wife whatever it is put that on the screen and if you need the grapple rules put those up there too yeah i don't use a gm screen oh so well because I, I got my laptop sitting right there oh. that's <laughs> my my gm screen event has been replaced by my laptop yeah my, oh. my gm you screen know, is one note the the star so. wars edge of empire and i assume all the other ones are the same uh the gm screens for that are really well made mm-hmm the shit that's in the on the GM side of the screen is the stuff you look up all the time. Yeah, nice. Because I, I cause mine broke. Oh, it's a four panel thing, and in the middle it got folded wrong, and it oh, split. Oh, so now I have two small like little hardbound folios that have all of those handy rules. Like, oh, oh gee, guy got four advantages on his roll. What can you do with four advantages? Boop. 
there's the table. It's right nice. there. Yeah. Did you I ever love, see? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I love mine. I think mine's like a Savage Worlds one or something. It's literally blank. Yeah, on I've got, both sides. I got one of those. Yeah. And inserts, you, you insert and you stuff. Put, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I love that I can insert on the player's side. I can insert stuff to set the mood, yeah. or if I, there's information yeah. I want them to get really fast. And then on my side, I can put whatever I'm not good at remembering. Yeah, it's a Savage Worlds one. They're actually yeah. really cool. They're really good. They're expensive as hell. Yeah. They were good. But you only have to buy one. You only have to buy one and not bend it the wrong way. Did you guys ever see the um, GM screen from Mongoose's original release of RuneQuest? No. It was amazing. It was... it was a game board. Like, you go and buy a board game, mm-hmm. and you know that, like, they, they fold out like that, and they're that hard cardboard that's all covered. That's what the Star Wars ones were like. That was awesome. It was really, really cool. And real quick, um, when are you running Wild Talents again? At the next con. Because I've never played it, and I've never played oh. in the Kimmy game either, so no. I'm... Uh, now the pressure's on. Yeah, you should I'm, try to sign up. You should try and sign up as soon as I put up my thing that is Just totally ambiguous. Just think about the game. you got to sign up like that day because that's I, I, when it goes up. Well, I'm, I'm putting in a request for a, a Kimmy game at the table in there. Oh, that'd be fun. Kimmy's fearless. Totally. She absolutely just that that would, literally comes up with the game. That would entail her like playtesting awesome. it, which would entail her coming Making up with a game maybe before, a few days the, before the, the night before. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's, it's, she's awesome. Nerd Strong Con, I ran a super fun game. Um, it How was, did that go? It was, it was well. It, it went well. We're having the next one like March 5th, which this is the official announcement, I guess. Um, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Do you have a dramatic chord on there? Dun, dun. You just did it. That's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, it was, <laughs> well, it was small, but it was also like a holiday weekend, so we're hoping the next one will... It's just for fun, so it's not like a giant thing. But um, we had a lot of successful games. Um, I did Wild Talents, though, and I did the zombie apocalypse in Disneyland. Oh, my God. I had four players. They were so amazingly creative. I was... I had a blast. We all were kind of drunk and had a fabulous time. But it ended Drinking up Drinking in the gym? Is that... Uh, that I'm not during really, the workout. I'm there. I'm going. It, it was, was zero-calorie beer. Zero so. <laughs> Um, but literally, at one point, they had like stolen one of the parade floats and were like, like mowing through zombies down Main Street with one of the super slow in this Christmas floats, and they like were getting zombies caught up in the wheels, so they were having to deal with like they were so creative. I David Neff was in this, wasn't he? No, he did. He was running another game. Oh, yeah, he, he was he ran one. Yeah, it was so uh, two nice. Happy Jacks listeners that I've played with at cons a lot. Uh, was Tomer one of them? Yeah. Uh, no, uh-uh, I don't. He wasn't. Think, was he? I don't remember. No. He was drinking. Uh, kombucha oh no i don't think he was one of them um and then two like players from the gym who like had never or no one who was like a friend of my husband's and then one from the gym who'd never played in my games and they were just like what is this madness there's no (laughs) rules i can do anything i want i don't know what to do (laughs) it's like they're like one of us (laughs) well and then the two happy jacks guys are like well we take a parade float and the other guy's like can we do that i'm like yes absolutely I do have to say that um, there's a guy who goes to our gym who has the best name ever. I won't tell his whole name, but it sounds like he's a Harry Potter character. Um, he actually has the best tattoo I've ever seen. It's a D20. And then underneath, it says, yes, and. Uh, That's awesome. What? It's amazing, is right? That, is nice. that before or after you heard about he, it? He he walked into the gym the first day, and I looked at his tattoo. I'm like, you and I are soulmates, and we're going to be friends. <laughs> and you don't even know why. <laughs> and I'm going to make you do like 30 burpees now, but forgive me. <laughs> That's so <laughs> So cool, right? So ironic, guys. We've, yeah. we've, we've proselytized that for, I don't Absolutely. know. I, 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 think ju- that I would just be noticed you have polyhedral dice in your pants. I do. I have my That's gaming awesome. my gaming yoga pants on. 
awesome. Um, <laughs> but yes, that would be the thing. Going back to the DM screen, like that's what the word. If I had to put words on there, the yes and yeah. would be what I'd put on there. So just one last digression. Okay, go. And it'll be just like Storks. Only one more interruption. Um, horror, horror, horror. March fifth for sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. March for 5th. one p.m. to ten p.m. Is it that whole weekend or just on that day? That day, one p.m. to ten p.m. Two gaming sessions. Okay. Um, I would put. Why well, I've already I've told this many times. I like to have a sheet of paper on my GM screen that tells me what the motivations and the wants and desires of the player characters are because I like to have that in front of me as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, just so if an opportunity arises, I can look and say, "Oh, I need an NPC," and oh, so and so hates these people, so I'll throw them in or whatever, whatever that might be. I agree with that. I think that that kind of stuff is more important than rules in yeah. in some cases. Yeah. And you, the other can, thing, you can fudge rules, but yeah. The other thing I, I said on the GM, uh, it was on one of the GM briefings, I think, was was putting in it was a list of the five senses to make sure when you're describing something, you try to bring the, all of those in. Not all of oh, them. Oh, I heard that. You, you, yeah. But weren't you saying like you want to use at least three of them? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Again, so you guys you guys are all talking about acting. This is the stuff <laughs> right. we bring up in tennis. Absolutely. It, it totally is. And and I, I remember when we were talking about this earlier, I was, uh, it's kind of game-centric, but... When people show up and they want to know what the name of the inn, I would love to have a list of names of inns. I, sure. If somebody comes in mm-hmm. and they want to, and they're talking to the shopkeeper, I want to have a list of NPCs. Just some of that stuff, so you're not just uh it's uh, John <laughs> Smith, right? Bob's and the bar. Next, and the next guy they run into, you're like <laughs> John Not Smith. Uh, yeah, names are super helpful. It, yeah, bonk and donk bong. That's kind of a <laughs> fantasy thing, you know. I've come up with some corker names yeah, right? <laughs> on the fly. Uh, Mr. Man of War says, on the player's side, think about what you are going to do for combat to not slow it down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, on his side, he likes to have a short p- paragraph uh, each of NPCs, villainous and helpful. When, uh, when I run my Savage Worlds games, the Freak Show games, I gave all the players a player mat. <laughs> For like that, that tells them stuff, so they can always look at it, and that hopefully helps them anticipate what they need to do, and it does speed things up because yeah. they can always look at that map and go, "All oh, right, hey, we can do a gang up maneuver." I remember that map, <laughs> Matt, from when mm-hmm. I play tested one of your games for you. Uh-huh. That thing was awesome. Uh-huh. That was really cool. Yeah, I think- Mr. Manowar also mm-hmm. said, "Here's one for you, Stork, for an inn, the Stumble Inn, <laughs> or the Vidal Saloon." Nice. I like the stumbled in. Dave Arneson had one of my favorite inn names in his original Blackmore campaign. It was the Comeback Inn. <laughs> I like the stumbled in, and then and then maybe there's like a, a whorehouse in the back. This is the fallen out. <laughs> I think um, another thing that's really great to have, especially at conventions, on your DM screen is um, your preferred drinks. So that at some point, if the players are like, hey, I want to buy my GM a drink. Like, they know exactly. <laughs> on the player side? <laughs> on the player side, so they can see it, yeah. This GM likes these varieties of beer <laughs> and these yes. varieties of wine. Exactly. <laughs> Please, if, you buy, if, if you buy the GM this gin and tonic, you might actually get, you get a 12 sword. XP. Yeah. The, the, back of your, the back of your GM uh, of your GM screen just looks like uh, a bunch of neon beer signs all over the place. And you're like, there you <laughs> go. what I like. Guinness and... Harp. Yeah. Tome says on the GM side a list of complications that are especially relevant for that session. If you do that much prep, 
Yeah. Uh, and two, a list of NPC names ready to use. Yeah. And, and major that's NPCs great. that already exist. And that's, and that's, it really yeah. is a problem. We're, we're always, that's when we get caught up. We're like, hey, so what's the name of the blacksmith? Or, hey, what's the name of the starship vendor? Oh, that's shit. the nice thing about using a laptop. Because mm-hmm. with OneNote, I have all these different tabs, and yeah. one of them is yep. names. Names. I click okay. on it. I've got male names, female names. I've got yeah. Hispanic male names, fe- Hispanic you just check female it off names, dra- or drag and right. drop it into. I think the, I even have yeah. a small section with like African male names. But for those what? of us that aren't what? as cool as you, well, we <laughs> could actually just put it <laughs> on the jam screen. But it's something yeah. you do have to prep maybe ahead of time. OneNote do you guys, is free. Do you guys ever reuse NPCs from game to game? Yeah, I have. Absolutely. I had yeah. a recurring NPC I used to use a lot. Mm-hmm. I have I have I had a recurring uh, chain of of magic vendors, uh, uh Square Deal Sams. They would always resell magic items. I have I have Fordwin and Edwin Bristletoes, who are twin halflings that run an inn. I have Mott. He's just this guy, you know, he's Mott. That's his voice is Mott. He's kinda <laughs> like a guy who can get things for you, you know, he's Mott. And they always appear in, in my games. And that helps out a lot, I think, is when you have a a stable of really cool NPCs that you like playing, you can just pull one of those out, uh, you know, yeah. if you need it. I, I, I had Lothario Finger, mm-hmm. who was a, you can't do that, I'll shut it off. I know, I'm sorry, no, I just caught one at the very bottom there. Uh, I, I got Lothario Finger from Journal to the Traveler's Aid Society, the old Traveler periodical, mm-hmm. and I used him in, he's been in almost every fantasy campaign I've ever run. Oh my God! I remember that. Yeah, Lothario Finger was. He was in the first Eldemy game. Well, no, yes, but I'm, I was remembering back to the Traveler's Age Society. Yeah, he might have actually been the inspiration for Nesca. Oniska, uh-huh. maybe. Uh huh. He he always kind of. Uh huh. Uh, you know what? I have that issue. <laughs> I know. I, I have that I'm issue. I'm thinking of, back on it too because I remember those. And I can Jeez. read through it and see, but I seem to recall him not be, being more of a jovial person. And you and I, not so solid. <laughs> not so solid. <laughs> not so solid. Right. And thank you very much reputation. there. I'll read uh, online things from GM uh, Zach. My voice is going. Yeah, it is. Where's it going? I, I, well, <laughs> I had, we had rehearsal. We had our second rehearsal. <laughs> Stu was fair. Stu was great, and he was great. For, and then it's it's gone. That's it. We got one day, and now it's, it's shot for the next. It's going to be shot months. for the next <laughs> half a week. Yeah. Hey, as Online long as it's ready for, for Sunday. Uh, hello. Online things from Willow. Hey, Stu and crew. No questions this time, uh, for me this time. Instead, offer the following. Two websites up to the Happy Jacks community and hosts. Hope you find them useful and entertaining as I have. Number one, Storium. Storium.com. For those who want to be involved in online play but really don't have the time to schedule a fixed time every week, Storium supplies unique and satisfying experience. Let me break it down for you. Bullet point the first. It's a writing-based game that, uh, with uh, many more tools to keep the story flowing than your typical form uh, play-by-post thread. Uh, one player, the narrator, starts the game whenever it starts, or whatever whatever setting she wants, and either invites players to join or posts her game up in the looking for players page. During the character creation. And at certain points during the game, the players receive a number of strength and weakness cards that they can use, like in Fate. These are defined by the player. Though, some can be selected and predefined spots. So, so okay, so Storium has its own, like, little rules kind of thing? Okay. Sounds like it, yep. All right. 
Gameplay revolves around challenges that the narrator introduces into the story. Each challenge requires a certain number of cards to be played against it in order to be resolved. Each player writes in post and can play one of their cards against the challenge. If more strength cards are played on a challenge than weakness cards, the player who completes that challenge can resolve the outcome in their character's favor. Otherwise, GM gets to decide the outcome of the failed challenge. Initially, a Kickstarter-based project, Storium, S-T-O-R-I-U-M, Storium, is finally coming out of Gamma. <laughs> is there a Gamma? There's a yeah, gamma. That's, that's when you get real angry and turn green and get mad at everything. Exactly. That's yep. what it's gamma and is ready for general public release in January. Those who well, join gamma, now... The gamma is when you took longer to get it out from your beta phase. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure alpha that's what beta, that means. That's when you've gone through alpha, beta, alpha, beta, gamma, delta, And if it's delta, gamma. that's when you're like in deep, deep trouble. Isn't delta before Alpha, gamma? beta, gamma, delta. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Gamma, yeah, delta? Is, is it? I yes, thought it was it delta, is. gamma. Mm -hmm. No. You'd make a shitty Greek. Yeah. Oh, I totally would. I would just eat euros all the time, and that would be it. <laughs> Winning grass. Backing price. Uh, I've have had some of the best games of my life on this site, and I highly recommend checking it out. It's extremely good for writers and for players in real lifetime crunch. Number two. Strollins, 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 Strollins Citadel, Strollins.com. It is okay. This is episode seven. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Sorry, Sorry, go ahead. Strollins Citadel. <laughs> Thank you for that, Stu. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Game Master's best kept secret, Strollins Citadel is a site for GMs to post ideas for others to use and receive feedback on their inspirations. There is Tons of stuff there, and most of it is solid, quirky, and fun. You will find, one, a homepage with all the most recent submissions awaiting comments and feedback, along with daily highlights and the Hall of Honor. Two, articles, dungeons, items, life forms, locations, NPCs, plots, societies, and systems, all ready to be plugged into your game. Three, quests. These are semi-annual events in which Strollianites, Strollianites? are encouraged to write submissions revolving around a certain theme. The winners are often rewarded awarded prizes. Four, really good people. The regulars on this side are extremely encouraging to new GMs and provide great, honest feedback. Still not convinced? Here's a sampling of the stuff you will find there. 30, and I think there's links here. 30 halflings. 30 halfling holidays from Christian Day to Feather Week. Entire campaign settings and dystopian. This is a very, uh, so, yeah, it's sort of an ad here. But um, I don't know if we'll post all those. Oh, and well, I'll, I'll post the, best the of all, list. it's completely free. Cheers, Willow. P.S. Disclaimer. Aside from being a Kickstarter backer of Storium, I have no personal investment in either of these sites. They're just fantastic resources I wanted to share. Smiley face. Excellent. P.P.S. Thanks again for the awesome show. Have a drink. So, uh, you know what? I always love resources. Thank God there's people out there doing homework for me so I don't have to do it. Exactly. Just like Watsy's doing right now. Yeah. Right. Yep. Thank God there's people out there doing their job for them better than they ever would. Mm -hmm. And here's, you know, and here's the deal with Watsy as well. That if they crowdsource it out, people can't complain. Oh, my God, your backstory sucks, but oh, wait, we did it ourselves. Oops. Exactly. So... All right. Timmy, you want to take the next one? Thank you, Willow. I should have read this one because I, I have opinions on Traveler Savage Worlds. Eh. So 
Kimmy's getting the thing. I'm getting the thing. Someone else read. I'll read the next one. I'll do. All right. Or Tim can. Go ahead. Go, Tim. Go, Tim. Yay, Traveler. Or Savage Worlds from Chris. Hey, yo, Happy Jackers. I was wondering about two of your favorite games, Mongoose Traveler. Yay. And Savage Worlds. Yay. Imagine you're going to run a science fiction game in a setting of your own creation or a setting you love that doesn't have a game tied to it. You could use either Savage Worlds or Mongoose Traveler to run such a game. Which would you choose? What would you do? You can only go 60 miles. What would you do? All right. Before we answer, what aspects of Mongoose Traveler does it have or do well that Savage Worlds doesn't do as well? What elements of Savage Worlds work better than their equivalent in Traveler? What tone does Traveler do well that Savage Worlds doesn't, or vice versa? Why? Would each of you pick one over the other, whether it's for a specific theme or because the rules support something you're looking for or for any other reason? Thanks, and stay frosty. Stay frosty. Chris, P.S., take a drink. I think One of the best lines in Aliens ever. Everybody, stay frosty. Stay frosty. I think it will. It's gotten to, like, almost 50 degrees sometimes here in Southern California. Yeah. Super frosty. Genuinely my dog, cold. My, my heater cold. turns on and my dog has to sleep outside because it's too hot in the house. Yeah. Poor dog. I think you're a horrible man now. Kicking your dog okay, out. Okay, the dog She's, <laughs> she's <laughs> going outside. No, no, there's a dog door. She yeah, comes see, no, I, You don't I understand. Know, he has I'm, a cold I'm, weather dog in a hot I, weather climate. No, I, yeah. I, 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 she does. I she is. Was, she's sleeping out in the backyard she's on the She's so happy right now. In 40 degree weather. Yeah. And, and she can come right in, the but the inside of the house is nice and toasty. And she's like, I've got a winter coat, so screw <laughs> this you. noise. Screw yeah. you. I personally think it depends on what kind of science fiction setting you have. I would say Traveler, what Traveler is going to do best is going to be stuff that is kind of gritty yeah. and dangerous. Um, harsh, if you're trying to do like a hard science fiction thing, I would use Traveler. Yeah. Um, if you're using, if it's a science fiction thing where there's uh, a militaristic aspect to it, um, I think I would use Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to do something that's pulpy, like if I was going to run between the two, if I was going to run, let's say, a Star Wars game, I think I'd probably use Savage Worlds. Yeah. Um, because Even with the success of Bill's Star Wars game? Yes. Okay. Um, because we're... It, it, combat in our game is not Star Wars-esque. Mm-hmm. It is kind of scary. That makes sense. Ah, Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking as a player who's lost a character to one blaster <laughs> bolt shot. Yeah. Was he a stormtrooper? I d- had no armor. Well. Ah. N- I, yeah. Go ahead. I, but, I don't want to interrupt you. But right. I think, um, but, but that's the kind of game Bill's running. So tra- I think Traveler's better suited to that. Now, the Savage Worlds, Worlds enthusiast will tell you that you can dial Savage Worlds down and make it grittier, which is absolutely true. Yes. Um, the other thing I think that gives Traveler its the bonus points is character gen mm-hmm. is just fantastic. And if you, if you have players who don't mind playing characters that were completely randomly generated, mm-hmm. you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, there are some players who like, I want to make my character and I want complete control over who my character is going to be and I want to make him the way I want him to be because I have a specific concept. That guy's not going to like Traveler. Right. 
Now there is a point by thing I think in in the in the front of the book, so you can modify it and and do it that way if you want. But generally speaking, it's more fun to just roll the characters. But but if you have players that don't like that, and then you probably that'd probably go with Savage Worlds. Now I've only played Traveler like with the normal Traveler setting, like with with um, yeah, they, the one game I ran. Yeah, with the uh, with Bill's system. How did he customize the character creation system? Because that's a huge part of Traveler. And that would be my one big hesitation to kind of like. It took him a year, right? He he made entire charts of of like of events that would happen to you if whatever path you. And that's that's the biggest thing that you're going to have to change because traveler, mongoose traveler, really doesn't have a setting. It's very general. Yeah, I thought it used the. Hold on, I have a response to this, so don't no, hold it before you get too carried away. Right. Carry on, but but I think I mean, it, you, th- there's like branches of the military, like mm-hmm. which branch of the military were you in, or mm-hmm. were you a civilian? Did you work for a corporation, or were you an agent of some kind, or whatever that is? So there's and it's pretty vague, right? So there's not a lot of that you'd have to do with that, where you might have to put in some custom stuff. Would be for the mishaps, maybe, mm-hmm. or the life events, maybe. Okay. Maybe those you'd have to put in something. But it does a pretty good job of being general. What Bill did is he made it specifically Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so okay. he put a bunch of stuff in and expanded the, some of the tables to make it more about Star Wars. Right. right. So instead of just being in the scout service, you were the uh, a branch of the Imperial Stormtrooper scouts. Okay. And, and all of the life events and mishaps... We're very Star Wars esque. You know, you you cross the path of a bounty hunter and he's chasing you down. Whereas in the other one, it'd be some huts, uh, right? Whereas in in the original book, it is you have you've crossed someone's path and have gained an enemy. Yeah, and it's it's that general. Okay. Did he modify what was there already or create new stuff? Mostly, he modified what was there. Okay, but, that and, makes but sense. So he didn't break the map. No, he created a lot of new content. He really did. He, I, he created lots of charts with lots of specific stuff. Well, no, that that's like I said, that's mostly life events and yeah. mishaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he like like the imp- he took the navy, made it and and turned it into okay. the Imperial Navy, and mm-hmm. he took probably Marines and turned that into stormtroopers. Right. Cause, like that. Yeah, because that's my favorite thing about Traveler. I really love the Traveler system, and character creation is just a, f- just so much fucking fun. It is. It really it is. is. Amazing. It's like a game into a, of itself. It really like is. I would literally join a campaign that every every time you played, you just made a new character in Traveler. <laughs> like, we, we, did a, so we did a con fun. game where it was yeah. just character gen, and people ate it up. It and they so came back fun. to me later and went, we have more fun with this <laughs> than we've ever had. And I'm like, yeah. that's Traveler for you. Yeah, so if you're going to... Customize it if you're going to use it for your own system. Like uh, you have to take that into account. Yeah. Because that's one of the beautiful things about Travelers. You really need th- to include that kind of random character generation system. No. So you, if it's general enough, then you can definitely like do that without much changing. Well, I, think I so. would. My yeah. response to this. I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. No, I'm, I, no. You, you've, been, you've been trying to say something, and I, we, we we've all stepped. Uh, I was just going to say that I, I would, think the most interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, that's okay, because after you hear this, after you hear this, you're probably going to pull my Happy Jacks card. Um, I would probably choose Savage Worlds because I've never played Traveler. That's okay. Right. We're not going to pull fine. your... Ha- no. 
Here's, if you judge Traveler without having played here's, it, then here's I'm my my thought. Uh, Traveler. No, I've heard it's really really good. I've heard nothing but good about it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Among Us Traveler has a couple of different ways you can play it. For example, when you go and look at the uh, the the drive systems, they have like a teleport drive. They have the 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 step You're right. drive, yeah. and then they have like an antimatter drive. So you can kind of customize it a little bit. But for the most part, if you want to play a hard science fiction game. You want to go with Traveler. If you want to, it, it, Traveler as written, if you want to pull in all of their backstory, all their mythology, all the planets, all of the, the two week travel time, all of the, the penalties and bonuses for lightspeed travel, Mongoose Traveler will, will deal with it. If you want to play in an Asimov kind of game, that's. Yeah. That's your good description. That's yes. a great way to do it. Yes. Savage Worlds, on the other hand, is flexible enough that you can do everything else. You can play Star yeah. Wars, you can play Star Trek. But. Traveler will give you a hard science fiction experience. I think so. Yeah. And the the really nice thing about that is the game mechanics are elegant and simple. It's 2d6. But with that comes the fact that you can die in one shot. So again, it's a really a vacuum is a harsh mistress as well. They have vac suit rules. So mm -hmm. if you're going out into space, there's gravity, there are no gravity, there's vac suit problems and one bolt, one shot you can be you can be dead. It it's it can be a really cruel, harsh game. So I'm that's why I'm I think Traveler really lends itself to a hard science fiction game yeah. if that's what you want. Now, if you do want to play a like a sort a more pulpy game, yeah, that is not Traveler. No, then you, would you definitely can, you would... can do it, but it's not it's really not built no, for it. It's not. And, so, and, and go with Savage Worlds. Combat is intrinsically deadly and in, absolutely, in absolutely. And, and I would. I, I would say, if you want to go for a serious pulpy game, you may not even want to. I mean, Wait, that those two words don't even go together. Serious pulp? No, no, seriously pulpy. Okay, like like with all of those those sort of blaster bolts, no gravity, all that stuff. Yeah, you may want to even go with something lighter than Savage Worlds. Even could be fucking could be. shaking rules. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> It Traveler sucks. Traveler has rules rule. for vac Jesus. suits, for vacuum, for yeah. all of that stuff. And Traveler, as written, is a really hard science fiction game. Yes, it and, is. And it, can, and it, yeah, with all that entails. And so, the mongoose version cleaned up a lot of stuff, modernized a lot yep. of stuff, and made it a really top notch. Yep. Sort of oldish. What is game. neat is that you can go back and, and uh, Stu is really, really a fan of this. He, you went and looked at all the Imperium, the Third Imperium, and all of that, all of that history, all of that. Travelers, if you want to play it as written, Traveler has this wonderful, huge, rich history that you can then work with. Right. It's got a galaxy that's mapped out that is huge. Huge, and, and there was all and that's online travelermap.com yeah. or something uh -huh. travelermap.net, and then all of the histories of all of that, all the backstories, oh, yeah. all the wars, and, and there's all kinds of games they came out back then. They had uh, board games, the Fifth Frontier War, right? Azanti High Lightning. There's all kinds of games they came out with that GDW came out with that are all set in that setting and, and FASA as well. I mean, there's all yeah. this stuff that still works within that system if you yeah. wanted to play it. it and that's the all that stuff can be canon if you want to play it that way that's the spinward marches yeah is that correct spinward marches was one sector one of the sector set. of the yeah. galaxy yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway that's or one sector of the verse because i'm pretty sure that's where the, the verse came from yeah <laughs> the verse <laughs> we're pretty sure yeah yeah 
Spinner if I ever is meet, like the friend. If I ever meet Joss, I'm actually going to say I have one. He's been one asked. Mongoose Traveler. He won't say? Yeah. Mongoose well, Traveler. No, you can't it won't be this guy well, Mongoose. No, it would have been the, the little black books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It would have been the original. Okay. Even so, Traveler, so, you can't take this guy from me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, love, anger, and a question from Bert in Berlin. Greetings, Jackers. This is Bert from Berlin, so feel free to read this in your finest German accent. God damn it. Do you not have the German accent? I do not have the German accent. Oh. I'm going to sound Swedish or Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> have you Have you ever seen Hogan's Heroes? I was just going to say. Deutsch. I guess I have a Hogan! <laughs> I'm quite undecided how to set... No, I can't do it. <laughs> how to General set the tone of the email. Because... The reason why I finally... No, I sound like weird Middle Eastern. You like, want me to I do can, it? No. You uh, can do German. Yeah. I, if you really want to. Well, I, Let Kimmy destroy her own okay, German. Okay, destroy on. your German accent. <laughs> it's fine. I can do the Bert next one. Bert will eat it up anyway. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. I am quite undecided how to send... How to, I'm just going to read it in Russian because it's how I'm going to... I'm quite undecided how to set the tone of this email. I thought you were going to do it in Russian. <laughs> I don't do accents well, especially after I've had like a whole bottle of wine. Okay, you did well. You had half a bottle. Yeah. Well Should I open another one? Um, we only have two emails left. Eh, might as well. Okay, I'll go. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a bunch of cookies too. The, yeah, that's the, cookies. The sugar, uh, and there's the still a whole plate. Condo. Yeah. Um, I'm quite undecided how to set the tone of this email because the reason why I'm finally stepping out of my cave to write to you is that I have a complaint about you Deutschbags. Deutschbags, yeah. Deutschbags, Deutschbags, But because I was brought up to be a nice person and I'm a bit ashamed of myself that I didn't write anything to you when everything was fine, I wanted to start with figuratively caressing your mighty bellies. He's wow. seen pictures of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, did you just call my belly mighty? I was talking about me, Stu, and Stork. Not you. <sighs> Behold. <laughs> <laughs> After years of listening to your great podcast, hours of the finest entertainment, and occasionally laughing my ass off at the public transport on my commute, uh, alienated looks uh, insured, I really have to say you are awesome. Not just the funny and not just funny and informative. No, the thing I admire most about you guys is your passion and your reliability. <laughs> so German, so German. Passion and reliability. <laughs> well, I love that he thinks we're reliable. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Sorry, that's not part of the email. Okay, going back. They're one of the hardest working and punctual fans. Yes, punctual. <laughs> <laughs> I guess our quality is reliable because it's always shitty like no maybe he's talking about audio quality this or maybe he means reliability as in the show's always there it we don't miss a lot of episodes we don't we change our times back around well that's that's okay but it's monday We're morning there it's there i'm, gonna, the I'm gonna say i'm gonna say that because it's maybe he's you know english isn't quite his first language when he when he edited this reliability is maybe what came up with when he was trying to dress it he probably means passion and no, I bet accuracy. I no, I bet you he means reliable, as in he knows there's going to be an episode on Monday. That's fair true. enough. That's true. We are reliable that way. Yeah. Whenever I try to motivate myself to go, Kendall for Jackson Vintner's Reserve Chardonnay, 2013. Yummy. 
Will you mix it with this? Sure. 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 Fucking mix it. That sounds great. I want to grab it. Mix it all. Pour it with a bear. We're matching it with Stu's homemade chocolate chip cookies. So with dark chocolate. Yeah, it's amazing. We really should be drinking a great pairing. The Cabernet. We should. Oh jeez. Well, with dark chocolate, you should have Cabernet. What? I don't know. That seems rather Episcopalian, don't you think? I think really rather you should probably be drinking all the. Whenever I try to motivate myself to go for a run, I sure as hell can count on a new episode of your show or the GM briefing to entertain me and keep me company while I run through the truly horrible weather of Berlin. Thank you. Yay! Yay. Yay, truly horrible weather in Berlin. What if we, what? No, running through horrible weather in Berlin. It's fitness. It's great. Right. Uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of people that run through Berlin, and very few people (laughs) have had applause. Just saying. I'm just gonna let that silence sit for a minute. Right. No, it's it's funny. Where's the crickets? <laughs> you want some crickets? Yeah. yeah. Crickets. Let's see if I can find them. Uh, crickets, 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 crickets. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Furthermore, I often come up with new ideas for a character I'm playing in the three plus year campaign. A good friend of mine, uh, of a good friend of mine, while I'm listening to your show. Oh, uh, unless it's actually a funny joke. Nice. Go ahead. Sorry. That's amazing that you have a campaign that's still going after three years, by the yeah. way. That's awesome. Uh, this kept me engaged and ensues that we all ha- uh, ensures that we all have a blast, even though the setting is very dark and my my misanthropic. Moreover, you talk uh, you talked me into Savage Worlds, and I'm currently jamming a campaign for a friend in England over Teamspeak. Yes. What's Teamspeak? Uh, you can use it. I, a lot of people use it for gaming. Oh, it's just like a like a it's communal like chat. Used yeah, to be, yeah. yeah, it's 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 um. Like voice chat, I believe. Okay. Um, I can uh, really recommend the whole setup. A campaign with only one player, a headset, and Savage Worlds is a great way to keep in touch over long distances. Now, the main reason why I'm writing you. For the love of Cthulhu, stop spoiling Dresden Files. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim's in the same boat. We were yeah. actually talking before the show. And he right said, before the I, 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 I had to read ahead because it's just hard to keep up. Yeah. I don't mind spoilers, though. I actually, I actually like them. Yeah. I'd much rather know what's coming up. Coming up, yeah. yeah. Actually, scientifically, I can't like post the link to this because I forgot where I read it. But people feel like like things more when they know what's going to happen. So as much as people bitch about spoilers, like like psychologically, people enjoy things more if they human beings are, have do not like to be surprised. No. I mean, we really don't like to be jumped on by a jaguar as we're walking oh, through you know the jungle. What? We're, we're just hardwired for perfect not evidence that of that. Mm-hmm. Go watch a movie with an eight-year-old. Yes. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? What's gonna ha- is he gonna live? What's gonna I don't happen? Like that. <laughs> they don't want. They want to know what's gonna happen before they see it. Yeah, yes. they want they the do. whole story, and yep. then they love it, and they, that's why they can watch the same thing like eight hundred times and enjoy it just as. <laughs> they're like, every okay, now time. that I know that they're so gonna you're live, saying I'm actually, uh, they're safe. Okay, <laughs> pretty much, yes. <laughs> The thing, you know, nice. We're hardwired to, to like not be dropped on by bears and shit. Exactly, it, and it makes us very nervous when we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yes, human beings are still really just very <laughs> scared, naked apes. Yeah, not scared, as naked as much as naked you'd like. Apes, scared, hairless, naked apes. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Yeah, some of yeah. us are more hairless than others, and some of us are more ape-like than others. I really don't need just to picture stop you talking. naked. Please stop. <laughs> Please. Everyone now is thinking, never mind. I'm not stop. <laughs> <laughs> On your recommendation, and I And some of up. us have blue butts. No, God, I'm a visual person, please. No. Why would you have a blue God. butt? 
Not I'm not me. Circulation no. problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, Jerry, he's got a blue butt. Oh, he is. He is an orangutan. He is. He really, he's got red hair. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, oh, I see. Some I things see you can never mean. unsee. He mooned us once a long time ago. Uh, a male mandrel baboon, I think, is really yeah, the yeah, closest yeah. No, he I, could I, ever. I, Jerry is their bandmate if you're not a Poxy Bombers yeah, fan. Yeah. He's not on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought he was related to Gimli. He, he is. is. Oh, okay. But so he's still not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like a human dwarf. It's amazing. <laughs> That's a crossbreed. And just as angry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Full of ire. Oh my Full god, we need to get him an axe and he wouldn't. No, get we gave him a hammer once we and get, he went and he kicked the shit out of everything. Out of that stone, <laughs> yeah. And then he broke the hammer. Oops. Alright, on your recommendation, I picked up the first few books and now I'm hooked. Going back Amen. to Dresden Files again. Unfortunately, two of my friends are authors with a ridiculous amount of output. And I, as their biggest fan, have to keep track. And other books have to wait. That's why I haven't already devoured the whole series. I'm currently reading Volume 8 and enjoying it greatly. Please don't take this request too seriously. I'm sure a big, fat spoiler announcement won't uh, bring me to fast forward through uh, or entirely avoid your episodes. I'm simply enjoying your lollygagging and the uh, ether of the interwebs too much. I love the word lollygagging. Lollygagging. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It is. (laughs) And, and it's a visual thing, too. I'm not sure if lollygagging really means what we think it means anymore. Just saying. Okay. I finished with a RPG-related question. Do you use background music for your game sessions? I'm absolutely spoiled with a GM who researches his gigantic music library for hours and uses specific songs for almost every scene or fight to set the mood correctly. Or set right right mood for the moment. Who wouldn't want a fight um, in an ice flow against a zombie Viking while pagan metal is blasting in the background? This should be all for oh, the moment. Oh, you Germans and your pagan metal. <sighs> Thanks for your time and keep on jacking. Techno Viking. Have a drink. Bert in Berlin. I, I actually have to say that I find music distracting, to be to be perfectly honest. I, uh, I there, sometimes people are fubbling or fiddling around. Wait, 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 wait! I got, I got music with the fact. But for the most part, I'm trying to come up with a plot. I'm trying to talk to other players. I'm trying to, trying to maybe what little strategy or tactics I can muster out of my middle-aged alcoholic brain <laughs> gets completely blown out of the water if I'm listening to Carmina Barama in the background. I just, I need to sort of like, I need to be able to talk and stuff. And that music really does distract me. It doesn't put me in the mood. It takes me out. It, I, I'm competing. One of my longest-running GMs used to play Manowar. Tip of the hat to Mr. Manowar in the uh, chat room there. He's probably but, still mm-hmm. there. He probably still is. But he used to play Manowar when we would play uh, D&D, uh, a specific song, um, Battle Hymn. And the chorus is specifically, Kill, Kill, Oh. And so we go into these awesome, just massive D&D battle scenes with this kill kill chanting in the background Uh, yeah it was it was fun i love it as a player as a gm it's super distracting to me because uh for my the game actually i was just talking about a few minutes ago the the disneyland game like i had all the disneyland music downloaded and i was like gonna play when they were in different parts of the park and i did it for a while and then the players were like Oh my god, we're gonna kill you if you don't stop playing that Main Street music. Like going. Oh, you talking about the electric light parade or whatever that? No, there's like official Main Street music, and most of it's actually from Hello Dolly. But um, actually, oh Main Street, okay. Yeah, Main Street. So, but it was like at one point it was the Christmas parade. They'd stolen the Christmas parade float, so there was Christmas 
the Christmas parade music was playing right on loop while they were fighting the zombies and they oh, were just wow. like oh my god we're gonna kill you and I thought it was really cool and at first they thought it was good but like it, it was really hard to kind of manage my playlist and yeah the combat at the same time I could see that so maybe if it, you have a double GM situation and one can like mix the the game and one can like play the game right well yeah well, if you have a soundboard, yeah. If you have it's a DJ easier. for your game, it'll be amazing. Or if you just have a soundboard, I mean, you yeah. can you can put long stuff on a soundboard. You could put whole songs in yeah. it. The one I'm using is called Soundbite, and it's the best one I've found, and nice. it's really easy to use. Okay, a pain in the ass to load music on, mm-hmm. but once it's set up, it's fantastic. And you could just hit, hit something, and we're going to listen to this song while the game's going on. That's great. Like if you could, I think if you could find a way to streamline it, like this is battle music and this is right, tavern yeah. music, and like you just kind of hit that playlist and random, that might be a lot. Simpler. You could use your phone hooked up to a um a, just a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, Bluetooth speaker or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just say, oh, oh look, I've got the soundtrack to Aliens. Need bad? You need battle music? Yeah. There's an entire album of it. But, yeah. But I don't. I find it distracting. I'm I like, do too. It's great for the first couple of seconds. I'm like, all right, shut that off so we can talk. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm thinking of Spirit of '77 when he had the. You know, we're trying to game or whatever, and I hear this weep weep, and it was cool for a little while. But after a while, it was like, oh, stop! I don't need this anymore. All right, thank, thank you. Yay. Okay. See, see the talk? way he used it was more like an introduction to a scene or an introduction to a moment mm-hmm. and it i don't remember it being persistent it was but we we, we ended up shutting it down it was oh. like you need to stop playing it through the was entire he? thing i don't remember that two well, things at the con not at our oh, 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 oh two things at the con it was very annoying i was playing at uh, a table next to the spirit of 77 and I can uh, see that. We had we had music at our table. They had music at their table, and it was it was almost cacophonous. An, it was cacophonous. It was yeah. an overload. I couldn't focus on uh, anything. Second thing, back in the second edition AD and D days, they came out with these boxed sets um, for their fantasy world Mistara, and each box set was a like a country within this world, and each of those came with a CD, and on the CD was music. And soundtracks that you could play for specific locations in those areas. That's kind of neat. Yeah, so you could put the CD in, and when they went into a, um, you know, a, a tavern in Karamikos, <coughs> you'd play the Karamikos Tavern track, and it would have, you know, like the right type of accent in the background with glasses clinking, and you know, right. the right type of music over in the corner and that kind of stuff. That was that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I still get distracted, especially if there's a song. I need to, I do, all right, everybody stop talking. I want to hear the song, right? And I, I don't know. I just, I find it doesn't help me at all. It actually takes me out of where I'm at. I mean, I'm trying to interact with the characters. I want to talk to the barkeep, and all of a sudden there's music coming in. I'm like, all right, all right, all right stop. Can we turn the music down so I can hear the well, that, barkeep? I mean, that's, I think that's the whole thing. The music, maybe when you start out, the music starts out kind of a little bit loudish and then needs to be brought down and become a bed yeah and you need to pick something that's meant to be background noise like i've found that using actual uh tracks from video games like i have a whole bunch of world of warcraft music that i've used before because it's meant to be not noticed and in the background yeah right it's not like it's soundtrack music yeah exactly yeah so that or from things from movies or things like that a lot of times you can kind of tailor that and like you said you know have it loud for a second to kind of set the mood and then fade it down so it's really meant there 
And I definitely agree that at cons, it's kind of a bad idea. Yeah, it was. I'm kind of thinking that it, it's one of those things that they should like shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah no, they took in in a in a in a situation <coughs> where you've got multiple games in one room. I'm so it, it's kind of rude. Yeah, yes. it, it shouldn't. It's there there should be none. I, I going back to what you were saying about uh, Kimmy about. Uh, the music fitting the battles and such. I, I also find that that doesn't happen. If you're playing Carmina Barama, right. which has this build, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun. All right, so what do I need to hit? Dun 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 dun. dun. Well, that, All right, that, wait, 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 wait. Let me look up the AC now. It just it <laughs> doesn't fit. I mean, especially if you're playing. Think, oh, good. I don't think combat should have soundtracks unless you're using a combat system. That is super super fast, yeah. And that's not D and D, by the way. No. <laughs> right. So like a two hour combat in D and D, probably not great to have. Like no, you're going to be so super high intensity music. Oh, yeah. It, How many it, times can you listen to the the Battle Overture of eighteen twelve in one D and D? And that's like, where I was going with that. Like, like, thing off. In your mind, it sounds like a great idea. I'm going to put on Carbine Baranamo as they do this battle. Right. But in reality, everybody's looking through the book, or <laughs> like one turn, they're, or they're looking. Yeah, and they're or yeah, they're trying to but figure you know out what, what they're going to roll. And with, if you're, if you're going to introduce dice. an important NPC and they have a theme song, you've picked a song out. Is there a theme song? <laughs> the first time you meet them, pop Move that shit. Yeah. To but not the time. Or cool tavern music. <laughs> like, I love, like, when there's, like, tavern music. Right. Just because well, I'm partial, because we drop it down made, in the background. Yeah, yes, exactly. it, Yeah, it needs to be a bed. That's the thing. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it can't be the same track over and over. You need to have a variety of tracks. If you have one song for your tavern, and then they're in the tavern for 20 minutes, you're an asshole. Right. <laughs> and, and don't just loop the same one track over and over again. That's just that's, me. It's because we're musicians, and that shit, that shit fucks with us. You know what's really <laughs> great for tavern music is the Poxy Boggards or the Mary Wives. Hey! There Or go out and, and find any like Irish trad band. Exactly. Or buy our music. Or ours. Yes. There, there was <laughs> a, that kind of there, stuff is perfect because yeah. it's all like woodwinds and shit. Exactly. There was a band that played out at Southern a couple of years. They played in, uh, I worked at the Brass Rubbings booth and they played in our little yard and uh, they were named Stink Eye. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I know yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, I know them. We know them. Good. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah they're I sat awesome. there and just yeah. listened to them for hours and I think, hours I think and they're hours. kaput. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I always thought that would be cool, kind of. Mm -hmm. Just, like, real low, real quiet, just yeah. in the background. Mm -hmm. kind of. Well, especially with, like, Spotify now, you can, like, yeah. make playlists that are, like, things that you... Like, I have a playlist for the gym now that's from the workouts I teach that is completely remixed and me, remixed and raps about video games. So it's all like Metroid music, like remixed to be super hardcore, or there's like the Tetris theme, or people rapping about World of Warcraft, which is my favorite new song. Do you have, yeah. do you have like MC Link on there? It's amazing. No, uh, <laughs> Dan Bull is my favorite right now. He's like some, you know, from the B -O British Isles. B-O-L-L? B-O-L-E? B-U-L-L, like bull, right. like a bull. Bull, all right, bull, all right. Yeah. Uh, back in the day when I was a kid, we, we would put albums on. I think uh, our friend had the Conan soundtrack and stuff, but it was down low. Right. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't brought up like, oh, wait, there's a combat. Wait, let me find the track. It was just sort of there. And it was, it yeah. was just kept in a dull roar. It was like, just sort of background noise and stuff. And it was just sort of... But I, that, to me, is a different animal yes. than coming up with the soundtrack for your games. Yeah. Conan's yeah. soundtrack mm -hmm. is amazing, by the it, way. It is. Such great. And just from a musical standpoint and also for using for background for a game. Amazing. And that... Well, that soundtrack's like 30 years old yeah it's when was the last so time good. you watched that movie like four months ago yeah do, was do you think it holds up 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, really? with like, you, it's Conan. Yeah. So you have to come at it from like a, this is an old movie. It's, yeah. You know, our governor. You're talking about the original Conan, which is uh, Kimmy with, right with, on. Yeah, with right? Arnold. With I have, Arnett, with, I have the, the replica sword of Conan's yeah. sword. I yeah. actually own Conan's sword. I have it on. I have it on DVD at home. Yeah. And I remember watching it when I was a kid and thinking, "This greatest movie in the world." Hear the lamentation of the women. You know, it was awesome. Awesome. Lamentation of the women. And the I finally got it on DVD again, and I, <laughs> I I I set it in to play it. I just didn't think it held up. I found myself nah, bored within like a half oh. hour. I was like, oh, come it on, holds man. Up. It holds up just fine. But yeah, it, it's actually yeah, one of the yeah. best fantasy films, live action films made. If you, Oh, sure. A lot of them are terrible. But Lord of the Rings blows them all out of the water. But up till then, Conan was really good. Not Lord of the Rings, not Hobbit. Uh, yeah, no, I love Lord of the Rings. I hate the Hobbit. Yeah, Have you seen all of the started. Hobbit yet? Yes. Did you? Oh, oh you did. You, you watched Battle of the Romans. I think I blocked part of it out. You're, you're kind <laughs> of a, a a Tolkien purist, aren't kinda, you? Kinda. Kinda. Not even like a purist. So how? But so how did you like the Lord of the Rings movies? I really liked the Lord of the Rings movies. I felt like they very much captured the essence. Like there were definitely things they did. Like they put Arwen in there in certain parts, and you know took out mm-hmm. kind of extra elf characters and things like that but it made lots of sense as far as a narrative as far as making the films more quick for uh-huh. um film and i've ever i've talked about this actually i've been still on no tom bombadil right well no, no if you watch the extended edition he's very briefly there Where? Just, really? you see his hat at one point they like going over a hill like it's like a nod to him Boo. being there i know i know but still i'm not but a really, tom bombadil you, fan yeah i'm not a bit either he's so freaking weird yeah like I'm, I'm the Tolkien fan who like enjoys watching like all three extended editions back to back. The extended editions are great. I love the movies, but I also like the Hobbit movies. Now that said, I can still be your friend. No, but well, that said, <laughs> you may change your mind after I say this next sentence. Okay, we still have to play Vampire on Sunday, so I don't know if you want to say this right? now. <laughs> gonna walk in, she's gonna be like, I can't play with him anymore. You just get stabbed in the back. I don't like the Hobbit as a book. Okay, well that's fair. I don't. I don't like the. Some book. people don't. Yeah. I so, made my so we're killing class him on read Sunday. it every year. We're killing him on Sunday. Yeah, we're, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I figured. Yeah, I don't like. You're the book. De- I, they're I definitely actually... not going to his open mic night on Thursdays. <laughs> that's gonna be. That's gonna be my main. No, topic I'm gonna is, be on my. Is I, can't, I, I seem to remember that. Well, spoilers, but yeah. Well, no, nah, never mind. I seem to remember she's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. You're gonna have to turn into our live actual play for the Vampire the Masquerade right, to find out. out now. I might actually have to find out what happens to you too. <laughs> we all have to find out what happens. What? What? I don't, what? We'll Where'd talk you? about it on Sunday. Let's okay. Talk. Okay. All right. <laughs> but the Hobbits were just crap. Like, <laughs> like this is my. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. You no, know, no, no, you know, no, no. I'm on your side, Kimmy. Okay. I well, no, no. The thing I is, too, and trade. especially if you've watched. I know this is completely off topic. I'm sorry. I'm gonna rant because no, go I've had too much wine. Yeah. Um. Yay, first of all, yay, too much wine. Um, Just the actual production quality is awful. Like, if you watch parts uh, where the the dwarves are fighting. Oh, in the water? Well, no, no, no. no. Well, the water is awful. But even when they're fighting on land, you look at them and every single shield is exactly the same because the CG is so fucking cheap that they didn't even even change the shields. Like, there's one part where they're fighting... um, in front of the Lonely Mountain, where they've uh-huh. just taken over, and oh, you're talking, are you talking about Battle the of the Five Armies? Movie. Yeah. No, 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 I'm talking about the second movie. Okay, right. it was before Battle of the Five Armies. Second movie. There's one part where the the dwarves show up, and it's literally they're fucking carbon copy CGI's. Every single shield in this like seven, this row of like seven dwarves is exactly the same because they fucking didn't put the time in to put make the CG like yep. individualized. Okay, Which now I that had... I'm ma- married to like a 
a production person who does CGI for a living, like that's really you notice annoying. that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and why is the there the same you don't scar in every single? Yeah, the first yeah. one I actually don't hate the first. I thought the, the first, no, no, first no, one I mean, was really good. Sorry, yes. I meant I Lord of the Rings. It. You don't see any of that. No, you don't. Okay, so I, so much time. I never noticed that, but I'll go back and check Ugh. for that now. Oh, it's so cheap. Yeah, it when you so start bad. looking at it, and uh, granted, a couple years ago, I probably wouldn't have noticed it either. But the thing is, I really didn't like about it is. Partially that they extended it to three movies because yeah. it shouldn't be three movies. Now they have explained that, and then if you watch the extended edition and all the extra material, basically they hit a wall where they hadn't planned anything else before they did uh, Battle of Five Armies. So th- at one point, Peter Jackson's like, "I had to stop production because I didn't have enough planning time." So he had taken it over from Guillermo del Toro, who had done yeah. tons of planning. He didn't have that time, so he was literally planning stuff the night before he filmed it. And then he got to Battle of Five Armies, he's like, and he, he finally told the studio, he's like, I can't do this. We need to stop, and we I need actually stop. need to plan, because yeah. I wasn't supposed to be shooting this. Yeah, yet. and he's like, I to don't be, know what I'm fair. doing. And that actually shows in could, the movie. Can't they, he even could, says that. They, they should have just ended it with the second film. No, he, what they should have done was... Peter Jackson took That's over. He needs to get a year to anyway. prep because it needed a year to prep. But the well, second movie yeah. ends damn near at the end of the book. Exactly, because yeah. the Battle of Five Armies happens, and um, Bilbo is actually uh, unconscious through it all. Right, like you yeah. start to see the Battle of Five Armies in the book, and then he gets hit in the head, and then he wakes up at the end. Yeah. Remember the cartoon? Mm-hmm. It was like an aerial shot of just yeah. these dots moving around. Because that's again, they're like, how do we do this? Right. Well, see, yeah. that was my thing. Is I loved uh, uh, um, Martin Freeman. As he was amazing, Bilbo. I think he was out of all of the hobbits in Perfect. all the movies, he was the best. Ian yes. Holm, he nailed yeah, that. He shit. was, he, he was, was good. Amazing. I think they did amazing with the casting. I absolutely think that was all amazing. And I, I loved Gandalf again, mm-hmm. he oh, was amazing. And I actually like what's that? A Smaug, amazing, yeah. And so I actually like the fact dragon. that they, that they extrapolated, uh, extrapolated out. And 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 gave the White Council some time. I like that because they do that. mention that in the Hobbit that he that Gandalf goes off and he meets with the White Council and it's a sentence yeah. in the Hobbit. But they actually gave it you know time. Yeah, I liked that. I hated uh, Gladriel's outfit. They have a new costume designer for the Hobbit, mm. and it looked like the freaking shimmery like I, crap fabric you buy at Joann's. It did not total- look like Lord I was the totally Rings. okay with it. No, yeah, no, it isn't okay. okay. Not okay. I, don't know. I was not. I don't look at that shit. I do. I, I didn't much. Oh I didn't God. much care for Radagast. I oh, liked. See, I the, liked Radagast. I, no, I liked Radagast, and I liked the character. What I didn't like, I like the bird was shit the bird shit hair. running down his <laughs> head. I loved the bird uh, shit. Now, I was in like, his hair. I was like, there's no way. GM horror story: Confessions and questions. No, come on. <laughs> no, wait, wait, hold on, hold, no, hold that thought just for a second. Talk. Good I talk. Don't, there I don't is mind no that. way that any person. Even the most druidy of druids, even the most <laughs> animalistic person in the world, is not going to let birds shit all over their I face. I call bullshit on you. If you were to play a druidic hey, druid guy, bird you would shit. show up with bird shit. I'm, 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 a, right. I'm a druid with bird shit. I love I birds. Totally, I can totally see no you doing it. You way. Would, you would have I would be phobic. I would, I would be the cleanest, most non-bird shittiest druid you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I See, loved, I loved that. I, I, it was, I, it was hysterical. I hated how much time they spent on it, 
because there was a lot of time spent on him and his like rabbit carriage and stuff like that, which sure, that's kind of interesting. Maybe you should have spent that money on CGI for the fucking dwarven army so they weren't all the same copy right. and paste job. <laughs> but and, it also was like, okay, this is, I mean, when you talk about the the Istari in, in Lord of the Rings, they right. are basically demigods. They are yeah. angels. Yeah, they are. They, exactly. Yeah. So the fact that he's a little off is okay. Like that, That's in The Hobbit. But he was just like way too off. Like he was just a little bit too far uh, of center like yeah. you can definitely see like when you're reading the hobbit and you you know if you read like the silmarillion and things like that that you know um what you're he, like, you're he, com- say he comes off as the rain man of the uh, yeah but yeah. even but even in the silmarillion and the lord of the rings and everywhere he's mentioned they do say he's a bit odd right a he's, a, he's a weirdo right but he's a little I think I feel like they went a little bit too far. Yeah, like they no, lose the yeah. wisdom. I'll like he's that, yeah. a little crazy, but he has See, n- no wisdom in, in, the, the, in the Hobbit movies. Yeah, in the, I agree. In, the, in the films, I thought he was like made of pure empathy. That's he true. has that's good. absolute nothing but abject love for nature, and that's the way that character came across. Bird shit in my hair. Who gives a fuck? There's a sick hedgehog. Oh my god, I'm weeping because there's a right. sick little furry thing. That's what he was. He was like like the total, the total like perfect druid. Good. I mean, that's that's, that's great. I thought he was awesome. That's that's a cool. Awesome. I, I agree with you on that, except for the bird shit. Well, that's because you have a phobia about bird shit. <laughs> I do. I own two birds. I don't have a phobia of bird <laughs> You're shit. You're guanophobic. There's just way too much. I have shirts with bird shit stains on them. Okay, that was too much information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we should go back to the email. Yeah, so anyway, uh, GM Morris read this story. Morris story it's, 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 me, it's me, it's my back to me. Oh, All right. Yeah, it's just right. We should totally have like a like a geek rant episode that we where just we just did. fucking No, 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 <laughs> like a whole episode where we talk about different just, movies. Go ahead. I want to do at least one one episode with you where it's just nothing but Lord of the Rings stuff. <sighs> Dearest Venerable Venable and the Douche Cateers. Prescript. That's a new one. That's new. Drink as needed. <laughs> as needed. That's a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Come on with the. Uh, I'm filling up. Yes. With our Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. <laughs> Blood drug. From the forums here. Blood. Blood drug. I think. Yeah. Blood drug. Blood drug. Blood drug. B l y d d. I say, it's actually pretty cool. I, like I say blood drug. I yeah, feel I condolences are in order as I have finally made my way through the backlog. I'm sorry. Sometimes Yay. crunchy, sometimes fluffy, but always satisfying. Mm. Before I get to my point, I want to answer the age-old question, A, B, or C. It doesn't really matter to me as long as my counterparts are C, A, Dave, and Tyler. I don't know. Tyler! Um, Man cry. Tyler, no, he's gone. Yeah, I miss Tyler. He was supposed to be on. He was going to be on, and he's not, so he's banned. Yeah, right? Yeah, he's dead to us. <laughs> we should do a call-in episode. He moves to Northern no, California. No, sh- he'll blow it off. Yeah, well, he. he I forgot. I, I, I was Tyler. Of course he will. Yeah, he will. And then he'll cry that he's not wanted. Tall gork. Yeah. Uh, towards the end, I appreciate this email. I'd appreciate this email being read in a Canadian Walker accent. Okay, walking. Walking Canadian walking oh, accent. That's you know, hey. I'm gonna call him. <laughs> you, you know, know uh, <laughs> hey, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Hey, 
And now on to my question. Many years ago, I was running a fantasy game, Homebrew Rules. Sorry, similar- actually, this is now my confession. And now my confession. Many years ago, I was running a fantasy game, Homebrew Rules, similar to Glurps. 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 Yeah. Um, where the PCs were members of a resistance unit trying to overthrow an evil elven empire. Or is that Eleven Empire? Uh, one of the PCs <laughs> was a double agent for the big bad. The good! <clears throat> this led to a fair amount of intrigue and note passing. The bad. The double agent PC managed to kill the rest of the PCs in their sleep after oh, a handful of sessions. Oh, that's Boo. not good. This naturally led to some upset gamers. I was responsible because during character creation i had asked the double agent pc if he would be interested in being a turncoat oh, yeah, you're, taking you totally a selfie. Set it up. you're taking a selfie mm-hmm. aren't you <laughs> <laughs> let me take that selfie let me take a selfie it's selfie. all it's all blurry now <laughs> it's all blurry it's all your fault you have to post that one now <laughs> you should have said at least it's nice soft lighting like right. <laughs> it's all blurry it's hysterical <laughs> um, Stu totally like self blo- self blo- selfie blocker is right. I am bam. Know what you do uh, during character creation. I asked the double the the double agent PC if he would be interested in being the turncoat, and of course he leapt at the chance. The douchey. So it's the good, the bad, and the douchey. The good, the bad, and the douchey. I see what you did there. Uh, this led to a trend in subsequent games for people to use telepathic magics to <clears throat> scan every oh, PC yeah. and NPC they interacted with to make sure no harmful secrets were being kept. Hopefully my questions will help others avoid, avoid the, terrible. the terrible douchiness I committed. Yeah, it's at this point his players were so pissed off and gun shy they're like, "All right, we're going to we're going to use psionics to make sure this guy's not a turncoat because he would fuck them over so badly that every game after that was tainted." Remind me uh I put on my to-do list, I need to have like Gregorian chant. <laughs> I did it right because I want to when people send all in confessions, right. I want to start absolving them of their sins. Ah, all right. <gasps> That is such so, a great idea. Right. So, but I need like a Gregorian, like, oh. No, we need to make one. We no, need to yeah, I'm going to make one. Yeah. No, Happy no, no. Jacks. We'll just, let's just take the PIS from Monty Python. No way. Fuck that. We don't want to be sued. And Monty Python, come on. Well, all right. We can do better. No, I mean, it's like, really? We're going to recite Monty Python? We're going to do that podcast? I figure I'll take, I'll take laser printed heroes. Translate it to Latin. Yeah. And then just do a little... D-O-D-M-D. <laughs> like, we could totally come up with something. It, it, yeah. It'll be Kim, amazing. Kimmy will come in and sing it in Elvin. Yes. Either that or, Dude, or the soundtrack to Halo. Which has that whole... Yeah, it totally does. It's fantastic. I'm so um, excited that you know that. Well, I, I'm an Xbox guy. He I loves, know. He loves Halo. Yeah. You didn't Aww. used to be. Used I've to always be. been an Xbox guy. Really? Well, but you didn't used to play Halo. Yes, I did. He also didn't know Star really? Wars, and now he's come around. I, I don't, he's come a long way. We're so guys, proud of him. I had an Xbox when I lived in La Mirada. He has, he, he has, I know Halo. It, it is true. I played every He was, he was an early Halo. adopter of Halo. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. He was playing Halo when you were... Are we dead? Did we kill everything? No. No, it's just... All right, so, one. I have... Have you ever had a PC double agent in the party, and yes. how did you handle it? 
Should I give all the questions? There's only two questions. How do you adjudicate telepathy slash mind reading magics in a game so that secrets, i.e. plot reveals, are revealed at the appropriate time? Mm. P.S. Many thanks for hours of excellent podcasting, including the GM briefing. Keep that chisel coming. I have the next one ready. I just have to record it. Uh, P.P.S. Uh, why do you insist on drinking that fluid that smells like horse piss? Elderberries. What? Uh, what? I think he's talking about Which? beer. And uh, I'll tell what? you, I'll tell you that the whole idea about about drinking horse piss is it's full of steroids. So you would go to the brain and see it at the end of the night. <laughs> okay. So have you ever had a PC double agent in a party, and how did you handle it? No. No. No, we have. Who? <laughs> I don't remember. I thought we did one point. Wasn't in your Traveler game yeah. Tyler's character a double agent for a while? The one that was locked in the bay? He was a captured agent. He wasn't a double oh, agent. Okay. okay. They okay. knew he was on the other side. Oh, okay. Or okay. might be. Well, he was the law, <laughs> and they were trying to stay away from the law. This is didn't too Bruce, in our first Eldemy game, didn't he have ulterior motives that he was going yeah, to Yeah, he wouldn't steal yeah. from the party. Bruce well, always but, has But there was like a, somebody he was answering to, nope. wasn't it? Nope. Okay. Boobs. Bo- boobs are usually his yeah. own yeah, yeah. motive. Because no. he wasn't nursed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, boobs are pretty awesome. Or he still awesome. is. I mean, I, 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 I ever, even women agree that boobs are awesome. They are. They, they are. Um, I don't think we've ever had one. I, I Generally, for a campaign, I don't think it's a good idea. No, nor do I. Terrible. Um, Horrible I think idea. if you want to do a one-shot, I wouldn't have just one. If you want to have p- players in, in a one-shot who are all... Who, or have competing or conflicting goals, mm-hmm. that could be an interesting game. If you're going to do a one-shot, make them all double agents. Make it murder by death. But, ah. none, but none of them know. They Most all think on they're the, the only one. That would be yeah. amazing. Right. Yeah, I feel like it has to sort of happen organically. Like, yeah. a lot of times, like, what happens with, with these games is, like, the GM picks his, like, closest friend, and yeah. they're the double agent. And then it's like... It's like playing favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah, it plays it totally favorites. Is. People feel like they're left out. People, or or it's super um, predictable, and that sucks. You never want your your double agent to be predictable. Yeah, it, I, it also just doesn't make for a good party cohesiveness. I mean, look what happened here. These people are now so distrustful of you, of the GM, that they have to go and have like hire psionicists to make sure that everybody's on the up and up before they even go out adventuring anymore. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the idea of having a double agent, and we read about it in books, it sounds great. But when you're trying to play it, no, nah, not so much fun. I it, think I think the the minuses outweigh the benefits. It can. I mean, if it happens organically, there are times where I've seen it work in games where the player didn't start out as a double agent, but because of the backstory that they'd created and the way that the GM kind of like laid out the game, it was able to be incorporated well. Um, mm-hmm. But it was never like you start off the game, hey, you know, Joe, you're going to be the devil agent, yeah. and you start the game right. out that way. It all, it's always better if they start out all in the same playing field, and because of something, maybe the bad guy has their, you know, one true love or their mother hostage. So then they become a double agent. So it's something that organically is created. Then it's much more meaningful. Well, see, in the, like in the Traveler game... Um, We've had, uh, uh, on more than one occasion, with the members of the party sort of go at odds. Mm-hmm. When we had, we're on Ricotta Prime, I'm like, we shouldn't keep this thing. This thing's dangerous. It has to go away. 
Yeah, but we're not doubled agents. That's just that's just players with cross purposes, right? But that that's about a as du- close a, as it's got. But a little, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A little, yeah, a double agent is somebody that's already gone in with a completely different agenda, right? Well, I would that in the, in, with that particular character, they hired me. Yeah, for that's, a specific purpose. I guess they so. don't know what my politics that's, are. That's true. So and, and then, do you? How do you adjudicate telepathy slash mind reading magics in a game so that secrets, i.e., plot reveals, are revealed at the appropriate time? Don't have mind reading and telepathy, right? Yeah, or just get yeah. your plot secrets go if out you the have, fucking window. Th- that's one of the things when when you have stuff like that available. That's why you really have to know. Um, and I'll be talking about this in the next GM briefing. What your player characters are capable of before you start designing your scenarios yeah. and your campaign in general. Yeah. Because you can't run a game where you know people are sitting there lying to each other face to face when one of the player characters has telepathy and can just read their minds. Yeah. The in my vampire game, I had a number of of uh, original players who wanted to come in as Sabat agents. And I actually shut them down. I said, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to have that. I want to run just a straight Camarilla game because right. I didn't want that type of game. They're uh, already going all going to stab each other in the back they're anyway because they're fucking vampires. That's right. And there's already enough in the game that I'm going to be throwing down there that's going to try and corrupt and or turn, uh, you know, d- basically fuck with the players as right. it is because it's vampire. I mean, you've got the Setites, you've got other Sabat agents who are coming in. You've got all kinds of stuff that's, that's going to be uh, working against them. I wanted to be able to work against them. The other thing is, there is uh, aspects and higher levels of aspects that give you telepathic communication and telepathy, and it could be really easy for them to just like be all, oh, look, there's the bad guy. I'm going to read their mind, but the NPCs in the game are all of a lower generation than they are, right. so it doesn't work. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that's, and if if you have a game world where you have that kind of stuff, yeah, and it's known, people are going to take precautions. There's going to be there got to be something you can do, like mm-hmm. they yeah. hire a Sianus system to make sure that everybody's. I mean, it's or they put or tinfoil, right, or, <laughs> or whatever it is, but they'll have something. Yeah, or if they, you know, like if you got like in a vampire game, if you got someone with aspects. Um, and they say, "Oh, that guy's got black veins in his aura. He's he's diabolized someone, and Bob is missing. So d- he must have been the guy that did it. Maybe he go- goes and pays off someone else with aspects to say, no, no, his his aura looks fine.' <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a- all kinds of ways around that. You just oh gotta, yeah, you got you got you have to get inside the NPC's head, who's going to get revealed." And figure out, okay, if in this in this instance, with these kinds of things around here in this in this game world, how am I going to keep my secret? And then you figure there's flaws in Vampire where you have Diablery lines in your aura all the time, whether or not you've ever done it. It's a flaw you can take. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, you have right. Diablery lines. Someone looks at your aura, they're like, you're a Diablerish. Like, no, dude, I'm not. It's uh, My aura's broken, man. My aura's right. broken. And they, and, then, do, and they do go away, because I've been reading up about yeah. Diablery. They, uh, they go Why away. Why are you after, doing that, Stu? I can't say. <laughs> they, but they go away, depending on the, like, the, the difference in generations between yeah. the vampires, that number of years, they fade away. Mm-hmm. So, And you can always say, hey, no, I was the prince told me to... Yes. Yeah. 
it was, was, I was following orders. It was it was legitimized under a blood hunt or right. you and, know whatever. It's still in my reflected in my aura, but there's a big story behind it. Yeah, so I was. I'll tell you about it one day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we call it? Yeah. It. At, uh, we rambled a lot it. tonight. We did. And two hours. I mean, that's a little over. It was quality two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for season 16, episode 7? Seven? Seven. Seven. Of ha- <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tech RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Dark. I'm Tim. Thank you very much, and we'll see you at uh, February Con, Woo-hoo! February 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th at the Hilton Hotel in LAX. Yes. Woo! Good night, and we'll leave you with a song. See you next week. Oh, next week, Angry GM. Yay! Next Friday, Angry GM. Jimmy's favorite. Guten Nacht. Trigger warning. That faithful day began with a smile and a wink With a raven hair, a daring smile, the cheeks a rosy pink Little wordless, her smoky eyes said she was to be mine Stolen moments in a hayloft brought me passion so sublime She's got me crying and drinking and cursing on her name She's got me running and hiding and trying all the same To find my way back to freedom to start my life again without her Inside her mind, and we would live together and pursue a life of crime. Soon upon a road we wandered, and a traveler went aid. I played the role of rogue while she played the hairy maid. She's got me crying and drinking and cursing on her name. She's got me running and hiding and trying all the same to find my way back to freedom to start my life again without her. Stabbed him with a dagger and killed him where he lay She took our only horse and then she ran away She's got me crying and drinking and cursing on her name She's got me running and hiding and trying all the same To find my way back to freedom to start my life again without her
The preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire.